Spoiler cast for the GMG VGBC or Good Morning Guys Video Game Book Club. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we talk about one of the very best, the very fantastical, the very fanatical, the very philophical, I don't think that's a word at all, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's a spoiler cast, my friends, and I'm one of your two hosts tonight. The Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja. No, no. Better yet, Transition Soldier, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, a special guest for the second time on a GMG VGBCSC, our resident Canadian member of Avalanche, the Grandpa Dribbler himself with a rocket car as an arm, maybe? Rocket League car, I think. That's what you would have on your arm if you could have anything. I definitely uh, would. The nicest man I know, Chris The Rock Kerwin. Thanks so much. I'm I'm really really pumped to be here. This is yeah. a, a joy of a game and such an honor to sit here with the the, the GMG pod again. So uh, thank right. you so much. We liked you so much. We brought you back for another installment. And of and guest. and uh, uh, and also fake you're the spoiler only... alert. You're the only person that truly played the game and finished it during the book club. Kind so of. So we had to have you here. And um, uh, if anything is technically wrong with the broadcast, it's entirely my fault. No, if, blame if Mark. <laughs> Mark's the one that trained you. You don't, you don't blame yourself. This is your first time doing it. You totally blame Mark. <laughs> I have technical difficulty with my little buddy here. Yeah, oh, you got cloud in your pocket. I'm trying to I make him float out. I got one cloud in my pocket, and there it is somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cloud hanging out with Snoopy. He's like, are they taking a nap together? Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah. For those that aren't watching, if you're on the podcast, uh, Cloud is currently in Chris's front pocket hanging out with Snoopy. Mm-hmm. It's a crossover we always wanted but never got, and now it's happening. Uh, just so you know, Chris, we got some people in the chats. We got uh, Rye Fresh who said, hey, yo. We got Hollywood Bones saying, let's go. We got Mark uh, saying, woo, go Chris and Lucas. And, uh, you know, that's it. So uh, just so you know, Mark said <laughs> it was facts that we're going to blame him. He said, you know, let us see what you've learned, young Padawan. So, Chris, thank you, thank you. he's putting all the pressure on you. So I hope you're ready for that. I am. All right. Well, tonight we are doing a little bit of a uh, fireside chat, just me and you. So before we get, you know, to the nitty gritty, to the, the Final Fantasy, uh, how are you? What's going on in life? Anything new? Anything noteworthy that you'd like to share uh, real life or gaming? This is your chance to get personal. Wow. Well, uh, I, I... <laughs> Did we do this last time? I'm not no, sure. No, we didn't. This is the fireside edition. We got to make it Sweet. You know, like nice. Right. I mean, if I could right now, I'd insert like a fire sound, sound. Like crackle, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, I should have thought of that. Maybe I can get Patrick to help me with it, the post edit and just toss that in there in the background right now. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get like a piece of paper and just crumple it at the microphone. Like... All right, yeah. go ahead. 
what's 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 new what's new well as uh as we've chatted about and talked about uh you know game wise um finished about a month ago uh final fantasy we're going to talk plenty about and lately i've been playing the bioshocks uh which uh which i'm pretty appreciating a lot it's 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 a a ton of uh, of fun um you know i i was never really lured to those games uh and i i'm glad the book club got me to play them even if it's uh you know one of them is 14 years old and it still plays really nice and uh uh rubbing beard stumble on the mic good song i sorry ryan i i thought it, you were hearing um no no don't worry about the check you talk about yourself i've got the check covered chris you All right, just talk so, about yourself so yeah I, i'm surprisingly uh liking the games more than i thought i would uh and i'm going through the trilogy uh uh you know like, like a like a patrick nice back to back quickly. like a patrick yeah. well quickly no so you know if you would have done it like patrick you would have already been yeah, done with nice. the trilogy <laughs> and the inevitable sequel he would have found like a beta copy of yeah for you sure know, the unknown bioshock 4 or something uh yeah so but you're trying to do it like patrick and i mean I, I i'm trying like, yeah, you know, yeah yeah a golf clap exactly a little golf clap you're doing <laughs> you're doing a good job you're beating me you've uh you're on the third game and i just finished the first game just the other day like two days ago so uh like you said i've also been doing the bioshock collection a little slower uh i do have you know my morning schedule has not been very uh ryth- rhythmed rhythmic so i've been you know little by little moving along with that i'm in bioshock 2 now and enjoying it um and i i've been playing dead cells i've been playing games with my kids been playing pac-man championship edition 2 haven't mentioned that lately that's been fun. Just been doing adventure mode and just doing level by level. And, you know, when I got like five minutes to spare. So yeah, I've just been doing that and, uh, enjoying life, but, uh, yeah, just to update you on the chat, we got, uh, Patrick said, if there isn't a typical final fantasy, (gasps) then I'll be sorely disappointed. Spoilers, Patrick. Okay. Don't get the horse, uh, (laughs) after the cart. No, don't get the cart before the horse that no, after the horse. (laughs) Wait, it's got to be your bull. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's already off the rails. And then Ryan, yes, he said, rubbing beard stubble on the mic could sound like paper crumpling. Did that do it? Did you hear anything? No. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, and then Ryan apologizes for distracting you. It, you know what, Ryan? No, 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 needs, no, go ahead. Go he ahead. needs to toughen up. He needs to focus. Laser beam vision. I, I can cause... even hide the chat, but I won't. No, don't hide the chat. Just you gotta you gotta know that when you're talking, let the other person worry about the chat. So it's all good. Uh, with that, we got to get our laser vision on the reason we are here, and that is Final Fantasy VII remake. This is a spoiler cast, and today we want to accomplish two goals. First, we want to nerd out over one of our favorite video games of all time, and then second, we want to take our joiners, those who are listening across the Twitch or apple podcast or stitcher or spotify uh a, you know today next week a year from now take them on a journey through a fantastic game that of course is just part one but it's a good part one it's a fantastic part one so let's begin not with the remake 
but let's begin by chatting a little bit about the original Final Fantasy VII on PS1. Mark is not here, so I've got to drop some facts. Are you ready to hear these facts, Chris? I am. All right, here we go. Final Fantasy VII, the original, was released in 1997. It was directed by Yoshinori Katase and written and direct by the director himself and other writers such as Tetsuyu, Tetsuya Nomura and composed by Nobuo Uematsu. I don't know if I said that right. I probably didn't. Perfectly. It had, yeah, thanks. It had a budget of $80 million and it earned a whopping $770 million just on PS1. Lifetime sales, $1.2 billion, billion across consoles, making it the number one of all the Final Fantasy games. Uh, number 14 being number two, <laughs> and uh, number 10 being number three, neither of which I played. Did you play 14 or 10? I skipped all the online ones and the 13s, but I'm but, planning on playing the 13s eventually. But yeah. You did play 10, though. Yeah, yeah, I played 10. I skipped the yeah. online one. So 11 and 14, right. I, I So, didn't yeah, play. you didn't play 14, but you played 10, which is number three. I only yeah, played, yeah. like, the first half of 10. Mm. It was, it was, I almost gave up when they did that fake laugh at some point in the game. I was like, really, is this what I signed up for? I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah. But they, they were, in Final Fantasy X's defense, they were, on purpose, trying to f- fake laugh. People, right. you can you can people, explain it all you want. It's awful. It's people awful. show it's this awful scene out of context as if it's really <laughs> bad acting, but it's it's not. It's like they're they're trying to make the good out of a bad situation. If like I fake guess. it until you make it, um, you know, like like that runner who beat um, Kipchoge beat the marathon. He did a marathon sub two hours, and he was mm-hmm. smiling the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, but. It's to hide the pain. Gotcha. So, All right. Uh, that was a nice grab. I like that comparison there. Uh, I'm going to just put a pin in that. And when we play Final Fantasy X for our, a future book club event and do a spoiler cast, we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> I don't want to play that. I have platinum it, but... 10 and 10 too, so I'll probably yeah, skip you are... the book club. <laughs> Fair enough. You're probably right. I just wanted to say that so we put a pin in it. All right. <laughs> Uh, just in case those who don't know, Final Fantasy VII, the original, is a turn-based JRPG, and it usually takes around 40 hours, depending on how you play. But if you just focus on the story and play through, about 40 hours uh, to finish the entire story. And mm-hmm. we just played part one, which was easily 40 hours as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are so many twists, so many turns, deaths, and epic moments galore. But we're not going to get into all that. We're only going to focus on one city in one place. But again, before we get into that, I want mm-hmm. to get personal for a moment. This is a fireside chat, Chris. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to hone in on where we were leading up to this game. So I want you to tell me just, you know, a few minutes, what's your personal history and experience prior to getting into the much anticipated remake with Final Fantasy VII, the original? Well, um, in 1997, I was 12 years old. I, I, I saw that amazing game. I needed it. So I took mm-hmm. a paper route and I started delivering newspapers every morning, getting up at five and earning $20 a week. Uh, and that was a lot of work, you know, for not a lot of money. 
and uh, did it week after week until I was able to get a PS1, a Final Fantasy VII copy, and a memory card. Nice. Uh, so now, I, one thing I need to note before we get into you buying this, yeah. the newspaper company totally made bank off of you, only paying you 20 bucks a week. That's that, it, it used to be a bunch of kids like me really? doing that. Yeah. They yeah. really, I don't that know was how smart. that's legal. It's like, it's like, uh, it was like, uh, what's that, what's that story about the orphan where they have a bunch of kids that do their dirty work for them and run around the streets. It's like, uh, it's not little orphan Annie. It's the boy. Um, do you remember that one mm-hmm. by, uh, Charles Dickens? Shoot. I wish my wife were here. She'd remember. But anyways, that was you. You were one of those yeah. kids yeah. running yeah. around tossing, yeah. tossing newspapers at windows. Anywho. Yeah. So yeah. you made the money you needed. And, and the, at it. Christmas, some old lady would give me a, a huge Christmas tip. Here's a dollar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, just to just to just so you know, Mark fact, it's called Oliver Twist. I knew that. I just forgot. Yes, you're a little old Canadian Oliver Twist there, eh? Eh. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So, so anyways, uh, you bought Final Fantasy VII. I, I did, and it was it was glorious, man. Like for glorious. for the time, uh, you know, I had played Final Fantasies before uh, on on Nintendo and on the Super Nintendo, and and I was mm-hmm. a huge fan. But this was going from a little sprite game to something 3D and something huge, and that's yes. that was all we were talking about in school. You know, you hurry back to. To go play at home and then you'd hurry back to school to talk about it with your friends and yep. it was really really something special uh, you know uh, in, in that period and I remember thinking man they could write a book about the story and the lore of this game and people right. would eat it up like it was it was really really good and and uh, you know the s- some of the graphics uh, uh for sure don't hold up as well but it, it was like the big square yeah and know, they, they had hands they had they had big eyes and no mouth <laughs> right they were just they were just they were talking by moving their head yeah. and you knew what they were saying and uh it's it's crazy to think how much we connected with those char- characters and uh you know and how mispronounced words in their names as we'll get to later <laughs> yeah yeah. And, and you know how how much feeling they could convey with yeah. those ugly graphics for for the character. <laughs> you know how much you would connect and feel for the guy when he was shaking, and uh, it's it, it, it's really really something for the time. And yeah. um, you know the 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 backgrounds were beautiful, the pre rendered backgrounds. So they 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 made something awesome what they could with the technology they had and it was yeah it was amazing seriously yeah those backgrounds were like i don't know like picasso or rembrandt had painted them and yeah. then the characters they made were like little you know stick figures those called? <laughs> little stick figures or like you think a forky or sporky or whatever his name is like he's <laughs> the character <laughs> the, or those pipe cleaners like you just tie them together to make the characters that's pretty much what it was like yeah yeah where were you so so I played it the year it came out, and I actually hadn't played a Final Fantasy before. And the only reason I knew about it was because I got a demo disc and played that first mission over and over and over again. It was it was kind of like, uh, for you Bible readers out there, there are a number of us out there who have read Genesis, Exodus, 
and like the first couple chapters of Leviticus at least 30 times before we read anywhere past it. Cause you get so far and then you restart cause you haven't read in a long time. But with this demo, I loved it so much. I would just play it over and over again to see what would happen. I would, you know, I would set the timer at different times. I would let the timer run out to see, you know, I explored every nook and cranny, even though there wasn't really that much stuff to see in the level that first bomb mission. Uh, I played it so much. And uh, once I finally got the game and it opened up, oh my gosh. I mean, I played for, I think, 75 hours in my first or maybe my second playthrough when I, uh, I did a complete playthrough, reached level 99. Uh, I got the golden chocobo. chocobo. Um, of course, using a guide, I was not that patient of a kid. When that game came out, I was 13 years old. No, 1997, doing the math, 14 years old. Uh, I think I was like 14, 15 years old and uh, I didn't have the patience for it, but um, I did use a guide and 75 hours later, like hundred percent of the game beat every boss, did everything. Uh, and I, I loved it. It was my favorite at that time, my favorite game of all time. And even to this day, the original holds a very special place in my heart. Uh, About the, not... the golden chocobo. Uh, we, yep. There was a little guy, I think it was a wizard with a wizard hat. I'm not entirely yep. sure, but he was, telling you bits by bits every time you'd go see him he'd give you a sentence or two how of to uh, how to do it and and we took like a a book like this and and nice. we, we wrote everything down by hand and and we we, we, we figured it out this way uh but in in my second playthrough i wanted to get everything so i used uh my dad's printer and i printed a guide and that's nice. crazy. It's like yeah. a thousand did pages. Know, did your dad know that you printed that guy? I, I don't remember him being mad. I don't know if, he if didn't I know. That's why you just like printed it. You're like, I don't know what happened, Dad. I don't know why we used all it of took our ink. Two cal two cartridges of ink. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that is a, that's a baller move right there. That's that's awesome. Um, so uh, today. We are, of course, not just talking about the OG. We're talking about the remake. That is part one of a multi-part interpretation, reimagining remake that takes place in the city of Midgar, which originally only took around, I don't know how long it took you, but it, for me, probably around six, seven hours to get through the city of Midgar. Um, I think just, I think longer. Yes. Like I, I, I'm still a slow gamer. And imagine back when my English was really iffy. Right. So, that's uh, true. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's something else. I remember you telling me that, like you played this game in English, right? But you yeah, didn't yeah, understand yeah. what was being said. No, no, no. Those are the earlier games like uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, it, we used to call it two, but it's Final Fantasy four in oh, Japan. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or like Final Fantasy uh, six, uh, Secret is... of Mana and stuff like yeah. that. I would call my friends, older brothers, explain what I just did. And they would tell me where to go next. I must so have been funny. the most annoying kid ever. But so in Final no. Fantasy VII, you, you kind of yeah, yeah, knew what was yeah, going on. You yeah, could read exactly. uh, decently and yeah. keep up. It just took a little time. Yes. Fair enough. I just imagine you like with a dictionary, you're like, okay, what is <laughs> what is materia? Where's that in the dictionary? Let's see yeah. if I can figure this out. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, uh, this Final Fantasy remake, I don't know how you felt when this happened, but it was originally announced in 2015. And I lost my mind. I was very excited. And then five years later, it was released in April of 2020 of uh, last year. So 
since then, it has sold 3 million copies. Actually, it sold 3 million copies within three days and overall sold 5, 6 million by the end of 2020 and is the fastest selling Final Fantasy game to date of all time, of all the Final Fantasies, fastest selling and uh, overall the best selling uh, still because, I mean, it's a part of the Final Fantasy VII series. So there you go. All right. That concludes our little facts, our little trip down memory lane. Now we're going to get into the main event, the spoiler cast. But first, another caveat. We got to give a spoiler-free review to those who have not experienced the game, just yeah. in case you somehow accidentally stumbled upon this spoiler cast and you're listening. Like, this sounds fun. If you haven't played the game, please go play it. Uh, I will say that we're going to, like... We're going to try to cover all the chapters, some of them briefly, some we're going to draw out a little much because there's a lot that happens. Um, so you can listen along and experience the game and story with us, but uh, it's really best if you go back and experience the game, then you know just put a little pin in this, pause it, and then come back and you can listen later. But if you just want to jump into it here in a little bit, once we give our spoiler-free review, we will give spoiler-free detail or spoiler-filled details. Uh, so... Uh, let's start with our overall thoughts, our spoiler-free review. Uh, Chris, uh, as the guest, I'm going to let you go ahead, if, if, you, if you're good with that, to share your spoiler-free review. Thanks, Coach. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, before I played the game, you know, my, my, you were pretty confident it would top. My, my two favorite games ever were... Um, Xenogears on PS1 and Final yep. Fantasy 7. Those were the days, those were, you know, the, the beefy, really good RPGs and it's it's with nostalgia and everything. So they they're hard to displace. So I, I you know, I went in this game with high expectations. Um and uh and because also the, the 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 vibe around the game was was right, really good. People were pleasantly surprised. It's hard to trust that you can remake some amazing classic and that people are yeah. going to eat it up. So um, it was for sure a hard task. And uh, I remember when I, I started playing it, uh, you jumped in the stream for the first time I played, and uh, mm -hmm. it was you know the graphics are insane it's beautiful but it's as almost as what you remember uh, so because you know with, with time uh you remember things better than they were and right it's, of course it, it's just yeah. they nailed the the vibe you know you you get uh goosebumps with the the starting song and everything and yeah. um orchestrated it's 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 perfect and, like and, oh, it's beautiful and and uh you know we're, we're gonna get into spoilers later but that intro is insane everything means something you know yep. especially when when you replay it and everything so uh graphic wise it's amazing uh the combat i again i wasn't sure if i was gonna like it uh i i i find turn base totally fine personally i don't dislike mm -hmm. it uh but uh you know it takes a bit of time to, to understand you know i was getting beat up and you kept telling me to heal and you it's it, there's <laughs> a learning curve to that heal game. heal heal hurry chris <laughs> i know there's a delay you need to heal now <laughs> yeah yeah uh and uh yeah 
you, you know, and the, the, that learning curve makes it so rewarding, though, when it clicks. Right. Uh, and it, you know, you, you, um, as you told me, you know, instead of waiting for an action, you, uh, you, You know, you, you fight, you, you beat the monster up and that brings your ATB up and you can do a special move. So it's instead yep. of waiting, you're, there's some action until you can do something extraordinary. So uh, I think they nailed it. Uh, you know, spinning between the characters is, is so fun. And, um, uh, you know, combat-wise, none of it felt like a drag. Uh, you know, uh, we played multiple playthroughs and none of it was boring. You know, I, uh, that's, that's not at all, uh, it, it wasn't a problem to redo combats or anything. It's, it was really, really fun. Uh, and, um, you know, that the, I think there's only one chapter Uh, one tiny part of the game that I did not like, and I had to do it four times, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know what chapter those, you're talking about. Those mechanical arms. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's that, that's the only drag in the game, but it's, it's such an amazing, you know, uh, 100 hours, uh, 116 hours I put in there. And right. uh, that's a tiny, it's a, a tiny bit that was annoying. And it's especially annoying the first time or two that you do it. And then after you remember and it's, it's you know, the puzzle's fine. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I wouldn't take out any points for, for that little part. And, and the story is, is, is just marvelous. Uh, I, we'll get into it right after the, the, the spoiler wall. So uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about it, but it is, it is amazing and insane and amazing. You know, insane it's, and it's, amazing it, again. it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Um, how good of a job they did, how everything is well thought of. Uh, you know, it's for sure. I, I, it's, It's a bit tilted to people who've either played the original or had, right. have watched stuff about it and watch Advent Children. Uh, you, like you want to appreciate it as much if you know nothing about mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII. But uh, I, I think it's still a decent time. But, you know, for, for, for all those reasons, um, you know, that's... Uh, That's definitely a, a, a 10 black materia out of 10 Ooh. for me. Oh, I like your little black materia rating. All right, all right. And some people are like, black materia, what's that? Well, you're going to have to wait. Uh, all right, 10 out of 10. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so this remake, um, I went in with tempered expectations just because I know that remakes can really be hit or miss whatever rem not remastered but remakes where they're they're taking it and they're like i don't know like how much of a spin are they going to put on this or whatever but in my opinion a story that i really enjoyed that to me was like a fun almost like a fun graphic novel or comic book like just really fun to you know look at at the time and and enjoy and play 
uh, it went from being a comic to mm-hmm. a novel, like the beginning of an epic novel where there's so much meat, so much to chew on, so much to pay attention to and grab. Uh, this story um, is, is just fantastic. And, and to think that it's just the start of the story yeah. makes me even more excited because now we've we've gone from making this like a graphic novel comic book to an epic like three, four, who knows how many parts story that's going to have so much character development. I mean, talking about the characters in this game, it went from, you know, one to two note characters, like some characters yeah. you couldn't care less about, you know, some of the main ones, of course, they developed. But I feel like every every character, like in terms of soldier, uh, not soldier, in terms of avalanche members, yeah. uh, in terms, of course, of the, your main people, they went to pure three dimensional characters. Yeah. Um, every main character had a part to play in the story, in the battle system. Uh, and they the remake actually made me care about some of the avalanche side characters that in the first game, like in the original game, I couldn't care less about. Like, I'm just like, who are these goofballs that are just trying to run around and like get in the way of the people I'm playing as. Uh, And speaking of the people I'm playing as the battle system, you know, like you mentioned, it went from a turn-based like checkers or chess situation to like all action, Harry Potter, wizard chess on steroids, like, mixing the old and the new, making that, like you said, the ATB representing hits instead of time was genius to me. Like instead of being like looking at your clock and being like, well, I got to wait for the time to fill up. You just beat that clock into submission and you get another move. And uh, I I feel like, and then in hard mode, when you played it the second time, they perfected the, the, the battle system to where I think every JRPG, most RPGs should incorporate this fighting style, this battle system in some way. Yeah. Um, I think the upgrade system made every person and every weapon important. No more just, you know, buying new stuff and then selling off the old stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you know each weapon could service a particular build mm-hmm. based on the fight. Uh, everything stayed relevant. Of course, I always wonder when you keep all that stuff, where do they keep all their weapons? You know, like, is it just like a big, huge backpack? Is there somebody back there? You know, is it a magical, like, uh, Hermione Granger's little bag with the little stuff in the... Everything's in that little bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think that in the next part, maybe part two or part three, they're going to incorporate some of that Final Fantasy VII Advent children uh, multiple blades in one blade. Wouldn't that be cool? And then it splits off yeah. into multiple parts. Yeah, that would yeah. be sweet. Yeah. For those who don't know, Advent children, which we will reference later on, is a, is a sequel, actually, to Final Fantasy VII. And uh, is maybe touched on in final fantasy remake part one and but we're going to talk it's, about that. it's a movie it's not but a game yeah, it is a movie yes thank you for clarifying that is a movie that's uh that chris and i definitely love uh and then finally the last thing i want to say spoiler free the music and the graphics it tipped the scales for wonder and feels like it didn't just make me feel nostalgic it hit me in the feels i mean there was a couple moments like landing in the flowers in the church mm-hmm. that i just i stood there i didn't press anything i just listened to the music and took in the moment and it was magical so after all that saying all those nice things i mean it's 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 jrpg surprise sounds <laughs> <laughs> so that well is played. my spoiler free uh review that is our spoiler free reviews and so with that i think it's time to jump into spoiler territory so you are warned you joiners you listeners you who have been with us to this point and have uh, stuck around for the intro and the you know talking about things on the surface now it's time to get in the nitty-gritty 
now we've just begun so crack those knuckles get ready this is your last chance to jump off the train to midgar because that's where we're going right now right now are you ready chris i am and the 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 spoiler sign is up all right fantastic let's do it i don't know we don't really have a transition song for spoilers 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 all right i hope you're ready so we join a guy by the name of cloud strife he's a spiky haired blonde merc helping a terrorist group called avalanche to blow up a midgar reactor one of the eight or nine i can't remember how many reactors there are uh uh but in this beginning chapter we get to meet a few people for us it was a reunion of sorts of old friends you got me a reunion okay uh so we that, that's were... uh that's in the the trailer it's they the, they think... say reunion in the trailer do they do they mention it in the trailer cool. i think so nice. um yeah so we're with cloud he's a merc he's a loner He's a, he's a bad mother that needs to shut his mouth because he's kind of a jerk, um, you know, at the beginning. He's not very nice. Uh, we meet Barrett, who's an avalanche leader and a cartoony Mr. T, which I don't know about you, hearing his voice and the way he presented himself, exactly the way I thought it would Yeah, be. yeah, like, yeah, it nailed it, no nailed less. it. They nailed it. Yeah. I will say that he said two words that I was like, wait, what? He said Mako and Tifa. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I think it was Tifa, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait, it's not Mako and Tifa? Because that's how I always pronounce it. How about you? How did you pronounce it? No, I, I was Mako spot on with my Canadian, French Canadian English. You guys yeah. got it together. We Americans were like, Mako and Mako and <laughs> Tifa? What you doing there, Tifa? Let's go get some Mako. That's what I was saying the whole time I was reading the words because they weren't spoken in the old game. But having this game have everyone speak their parts was glorious. Yeah. And they, they picked yeah. the voice actors perfectly. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised by uh, some of the language. I didn't see it coming because uh, obviously well. they did not write those words. They would maybe no. put some uh, exclamation like marks. Wingdings and wingdings. or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, they would do the wingdings in the original. But yeah, they definitely they made the language a little more mature. Yeah. I'd say definitely PG-13 and... Uh, and definitely a PG-13 that I didn't want my kids to listen to. So I turned off the subtitles and definitely used headphones when I would play with my kids around. Yeah. Um, we also meet Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge. Uh, they're, you know, they're kind of simple, silly side characters that, quote unquote, help. They're just kind of yeah. there to, you know, the Jesse is like this cute girl wearing a metal halter top. Very JRPG. Uh, Biggs is a Charlie Sheen cosplayer. And Wedge was a fat, blumbering doofus, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that I went in with that mindset when I, they introduced him. I'm like, oh, here we go, the side characters. You uh, know what? At us. It's I since I, I know you replayed it on on PS4. Yeah, uh, but I hadn't, so it's it, it had been uh, like a, a over 20 year gap uh, mm-hmm. be, between the first time I played it. So, so some of those side characters that that. They, they present really well and, and you, you get to meet much, much more. I wasn't right. even sure they were in the original game. That's how forgettable they were to me. Right. Like yeah, I thought maybe that was a brand new character. I didn't yeah. know. I went yeah. back and watched, you know, a summary of the original and, and I said, oh, like, the, like oh. the same, the same for Oops. the, a couple of characters that were forgettable for me uh, yeah. are, are the, 
the the Shinra directors. You yeah. know, each of them uh, is is you know uh, kind of forgettable in the original, and and you, you get to see them much more in this right. game, and and uh, see their 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 what makes them different, and and some like one of them you even feel for him at one point because he's he's not entirely bad right for sure um yeah so at the you know at the beginning of course they're going to show you the ropes they show you the battle system hit block dodge weaknesses staggering melee range magic chest box breaking all that fun stuff uh and then you're just little by little making your way to the center of this reactor to blow it up you set a bomb and you have two options you can do 20 minutes or 30 minutes yeah how, how many minutes did you do i did 20 because you told me i had plenty of time you weren't <laughs> you right. were there <laughs> <laughs> i did i should have let you pick on your own now when you originally played the game did you did you choose i think it was shorter the in the original yeah. game it was like 10 minutes or 20 minutes i can't remember for sure but uh did you choose the shorter or the longer time originally do you remember i don't know no i definitely chose the longer time in the original game this time around, I, I, I tend I chose to go twenty minutes. I was like, "Let's do this twenty minutes." If 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 I base it on what I usually do, I I I'll try the hardest stuff because I I always think they're gonna meet, reward me for it, right. even though they don't in this game. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't at all. And I feel like in the original, it was it wasn't hard, but you could really mess up and like not make it. Uh, I felt like they were way too generous in this remake with the timer. Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, it it was really like, I don't know, almost like a, a fake, like rushing you for no reason because you had way too much time to get it done. So, in the uh, chat, yeah. there's a a um, a nice discussion about Mako, and uh, yeah. you know, you're not alone. A lot, at least two of them, uh, pronounce and even defend why it should be pronounced Mako. Yeah. Uh, Spelled M A A C O. So yes, Scoobite's with me. He said franchise yes. Auto body shop. Mako. North yeah, American. and then Ryan's Ryan's really trying to make a connection to this Audio Body Shop. I guess it's called Mako or Mako. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I know nothing about Auto Body Shops. <laughs> I know AutoZone. AutoZone. I know. That's it. I know Sunny uh, Sunny Moran's gas station in downtown Grafton. I appreciate you looking out for me and defending me that I got that pronunciation, but I really didn't. I don't know why I said Mako. I think I said Mako because M-A-K looked like make, and then there's an O at the end, so mm-hmm. make-O. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, yeah. Rolio. Uh, what up, Rolio? Right. He's and, like, what's up, Rolio? And uh, he he said Mako, but said Tifa correctly. Good job for getting Tifa correctly. Mm. As I said earlier, I said Tifa. Cause I, I probably said, said it. Mako. Yeah. Ma- Mako and uh, uh, Tifa. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, it, it's in Spanish or even Portuguese. They would have said Mako. They would have said Mako or, or, or Mako. So, yeah, I, I did not have that going on in my life at that like, time. Like I did Marco not know Polo. a lick of Spanish like Marco Polo. <laughs> Mako, Tifa, <laughs> Tifa. All right. So we set the bomb to blow up. And, of yeah. course, it's never that easy. We got our first boss, the Scorpion Sentinel. We do, um, and, and I he's say, hard, dude. Right? You struggled for the, so for the first time. So you play that? It <laughs> was not hard. Around, yep. they immediately key you in on how the boss fights are different in this game. Like mm-hmm. before, you could just go back and forth. It's the first boss. 
not really that hard. You just hit them with your sword, shoot them with your gun, you move on. In this, it's like a puzzle. Yeah. Uh, you got to figure out what's going on. He's got defense at times. Other times he doesn't. Um, it's it's kind of tricky for sure. And and I love how they added the phases to the fight. It wasn't just fight him yeah. once, you're done. He like halfway through the fight, he switches things up and you're like, mm-hmm. how, how, what were you thinking at that time when that stuff started happening? Uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, destabilized because in the, in, in the main game, I could basically hold circle and right. have a drink and okay, <laughs> yeah, I should heal a, a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, you know, for, 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 for some grinding, I would give the controller to my little brother and, and <laughs> right. yeah, you make take him care run around oh. in the, in the oh, nice. open area. So he'd yeah. find bosses and fight them. And, you know, it was, it was really straightforward Push uh, and in this one you you it's it's an active fighting style and that boss was really yeah. big beating me up like really yeah, bad man. people dying That's... like i don't remember if if i died probably uh but you died it, at least twice it was i don't remember how many i didn't keep count it was Not that uh, kind of friend it was a a hard wake up for yeah. sure yeah yeah but Eventually it happens. I I played the demo, so I was already kind of, I knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, at, you know, as is tradition, I played the demo at least once, if not twice. Um, but I, I loved the fight, and I was like, well, I hope these puzzle-like phase bosses continue, and they, they did not disappoint. Uh, but one thing I thought that was interesting, that after you defeat the scorpion and you, you escape the reactor, it goes to a cutscene where they introduce Shinra's president and the vice president, Heidegger, and yeah. and shows that they kind of play a part in the explosion yeah, of the do. reactor, mm-hmm. which was not in the original. In the original, you set the bomb, you defeat the scorpion, and run away, and it blows up, mm-hmm. uh, causing a big mess. But in this one, their bomb's not actually very effective, and so the president and vice president they actually yeah. program the machines to blow up the reactor even bigger, and it has effects in other uh, areas of Midgar. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, like to kind of show the sinister nature. Of, mm-hmm. uh, of Shinra, so the yeah, they they they're filmed company. the whole time, and they are, um, uh, you know, they let them blow it up. You know, they right. if if they it, it seems like if they wanted to stop us, they would have, but they 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 want us to do that so they can carry on with their plan. Yeah, they kind of revealed their manipulation way more in the remake than they did in the original. In the in the original, they did kind of reveal that they let a lot of things happen, but in the remake, they show you through the cutscenes and they they kind of key you in on what's going on, which I think is good character development for the for the villains and uh, to kind of learn that about them. So that's the that's chapter one. Before then, the bomb oh, goes yeah, go off, ahead. though, there there's a black feather that falls right before the bomb Ooh. goes off and yes. i don't know when in this spoiler cast you want to talk about the black feathers and what it means and everything because it's 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 a um it's a strange game to to go through the story because there's right. there's the story of the original game that we're going through but there's some additional surprises yeah. throughout so i don't know if if you want to talk about those as we go and uh, kind yeah, of just, explain yeah. it a little Each bit chapter, what, what we think is going on or as, as so. we go forward. Uh, but for sure, um, uh, in the original game, uh, and and we'll, we'll be careful about 
not spoiling ahead in the original game. Yeah, I guess. too far from the original. Uh, even especially though there's no guarantee goes, it's even going to happen. Yeah, even especially if it goes after what what you see in in the remake. I mean, like yeah. what happens in uh, in in disc two and three. Right. right. We're going to be, I guess, careful about that. But Well, I think uh, this is a good point to just go ahead and say spoilers. This remake is not actually a remake of the original. Kind of like God of War, maybe not quite as yeah. uh, literal. This is actually a sequel to the original Final Fantasy. It's an alternate almost exactly. dimension. It's, a, it's, an, it's, a, it's like if the original uh, Final Fantasy VII was in Earth-66 or Earth-1, or Gaia 1 or Gaia mm-hmm. 66. This is Gaia 2, yeah. Gaia 67, whatever you want to call it. It's like a different reality where mm-hmm. things are kind of happening a little differently. And so, yes, in each chapter, there are moments where something happens different. And I don't know about you. Uh, in the first chapter, I thought I was just playing a remake of the original game. And oh. I did think it was weird that the the feather popped down. And so go ahead ex- go am, and explain I what the feather's all completely about. completely clueless. Uh, you know, I am I am not the one who's gonna understand stuff uh, first in in movies or games. So I was clueless. I did I you know, it's in chapter eighteen because of viewers that I kind right. of understood what was going on. So I was clueless oh, okay. the whole time. I found <laughs> yeah. some some stuff that was like, okay, that's probably Why's not in the original, okay. but it's been twenty years, and that's. Okay, whatever. Like it's, I don't, I, I did not know anything. But then, yeah. when when you get to the end, you understand what goes on. And right. then I was eating the stuff up. I watched the, uh, like a, a huge summary of the original game. I watched Advent right. Children again, and yep. now y- you uh, you understand what. I I also watched another really good spoiler cast. Uh, Epic suggested so. Mm-hmm. Uh, those black feathers. Uh, basically, they belong to Sephiroth, but he, in the original game, he's he he's not ever black, and it's in at the end of Advent Children that he morphs and evolves into uh, uh, like he he gets black wings in Advent right. Children. So that's that's yep. the first uh, little hint that uh, basically this. This is not just a remake, and this has, you know, the, the Zephyrot we we see has has seen all that before. So yep. it's the first little hint about that. Yeah, just a little little hint. You get the yeah. little feather, but in the second chapter, we get a much more blatant hint that something is different. And so we have the team who blew up the reactor. They're all in the sector seven, right next door to sector six or eight. I can't remember which one they blow up. I think it's sector eight. Uh, they're in next door in Sector 7. Uh, we run around the streets. We explore. We deal with some of the fallout of what the characters think uh, to be they're doing. You know, uh, Jesse, who had made the bomb, she thought she had made it too large and didn't want to affect Sector 7, and so she felt really guilty. Uh, but it's during this time where they're all running around and, and meeting again in another place uh, that Cloud runs into none other than, who you already mentioned, Sephiroth, who is the final the final boss of Final Fantasy VII, the original. Like, you kind of meet him, uh, you hear about him when you're in Midgar, but you never see him in Midgar. Mm-hmm. You only hear about him, you see his sword, uh, I think. You hear people talk about him, 
but it's not until outside yeah. of Midgard yeah. later on in the game that you actually see him. He's he's some and really so, famous soldier, and when yeah. Cloud is a kid, he wants to be just like Sephiroth. He's like a, right. a war hero. He was like the Michael Jordan of the military. Yeah. Like he was the man. Everybody idolized him, loved him, uh, you know. And like you said, Cloud wanted to be him, mm-hmm. and so so in this game in the remake, he all of a sudden pops up and starts talking to you. Yeah, like in a fiery vision, like the, the city is burning around cloud and, you know, uh, it flashes actually to cloud's hometown. And then it goes back to the city, you know, and Sephiroth is saying all these cryptic phrases and words asking for a favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that was the original. And this is, mm-hmm. this is at this point where I'm like, something is going on. This is not supposed to happen yet. Like Sephiroth's not even supposed to be in the picture yet. And so this is when I first started seeing yeah, this, something was going. Something was going down. Yeah, I saw it just as an artistic choice or a right. little something, but I did not sus- suspect that uh, no. he was coming back. I thought he so, was yeah. just, you know, uh, appearing like that. And uh, right. he wants Cloud to run and stay alive for some reason. That's yes. the favor he asks. And so it's clear that Cloud doesn't like him. We don't know why. I mean, we know why, but the people playing the game don't know why. And so he slashes at cloud slashes at Sephiroth with the sword and misses him. Obviously, cause he's just a vision. There's no fire going on yeah, around him yeah, and yeah. there's no Sephiroth. It's and all at in that his point, head. you know, in the first couple of times that happens, I think where the cloud is the only one seeing him. Right. Correct. Yep. That is correct. Uh, and then after that little mini encounter with Sephiroth, we meet a very major character in final fantasy seven, Aerith, who's also in the original Japanese version called Eris. Uh, I don't know about you, but I love uh, Aerith. She is such a just a cute, uh, sweet person that uh, originally I wanted Cloud in the story. I wanted Cloud to end up with uh, with Aerith originally back in the day when I played the original until I found out some more information. Uh, and then I moved on to Tifa or Tifa. Dang it. I'm still saying it wrong. I moved on to Tifa, but mm-hmm. but Aerith is so sweet. She doesn't take Cloud's crap. Uh, but sometimes she was a little annoyingly cheery. I don't know mm-hmm. how you felt about Aerith, but uh, what was your first impression of Aerith? What did you think of her in the original game and, and how she was portrayed in this one? Yeah, well, pretty much the same as you, except I still I still went for, for Tifa when I was 12. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I like her better, but for sure it's... It, she's she's really attaching and so nice and uh yeah and uh you know that that first moment you see her in, in the remake is is really well made and, and magical yeah. for sure yeah and, and uh unfortunately they get separated by whispers that's the first time we see whispers yes. in the game also not in the original the whispers are very mysterious creatures uh at first you just see her like swatting at the air like I don't know, like Phoebe swatting at someone's aura <laughs> from friends or yeah. something like that. And Klaus is like, what are you like in his head? He's like, what are you doing? And yeah, because touches him. On, yeah, only she sees them at first. Yeah. yeah. And then she touches him and all of a sudden he can see the whispers and is like, what in the world is happening? And eventually the whispers, uh, she runs off. Uh, I, I don't think the whispers chase her off, but, mm-hmm. but she runs off because of the whispers. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're like, okay, I don't know what these new characters are, but let's go with it. I had no idea what was going on with the whispers. I thought it was kind of weird. Yep, same. But I had no clue. Yeah, it was just like, eh, it's 
it's JRPG. This kind of stuff's going to happen. So from there, we pretty much spend the rest of this chapter fighting, uh, fighting Shinra soldiers. Um, we do yep. fight a mini boss, the Huntsman. Uh, he's the only boss actually in the original normal playthrough that almost killed me because I was just running around like a crazy man trying to figure out what to do. Like I had been trying to explore. I don't know. I think I told you how to find the materia near the yep. car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're not a detailed explorer. Uh, in most no games, no correct? no just, i well you know you i just try to reach I, your destination I, I, no like i will if 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 there's like a why i'll always try to go where you're not supposed to go kind of right. but it, it it it'll for sure depend on the game and and everything but i am in general a pretty lazy gamer and gotcha. I, I i try to power through and and that's one thing you know when you said earlier about the weapons you appreciate the the customization you can uh you can make your weapon for uh every build every kind of fighting style you want to do and swap them out but for me the fact that they added in an auto level up weapons that <laughs> was, was a like thank you Thank you. You thought <laughs> yeah. of me. It's true. It went both ways. I wasted so much time like trying to make my swords custom. And eventually I figured out there's only one or two swords that I really needed by like halfway or towards the end game. So I mm. did a lot of that auto uh, auto updating or leveling of the weapons as well. Nice. And one yeah, of those so. soldiers that, that you fought in Chapter mm-hmm. 2 remembers Cloud from earlier. That was That's a right. Cool little they recognize him. Yeah. That was a cool tidbit, and I feel like that I, that didn't happen in the original, did it? That they someone recognized. Him? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either. I, you know, so. there's a there's a, another time later on. I th- I think uh, some yeah, of it made more building. sense. Yeah, yeah. So, some of yeah. it made more sense because uh, of of other games and and media that came out after, uh, but. Especially the the one in the in the in the Shinra building, right? Um, he he was a a character in uh, uh, Crisis Core. Okay, so that, that was they, Another, it, they're the like linking the Final games Fantasy together. Seven. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play. I'll be honest. I didn't play any of the uh, the side games. I only played Final Fantasy Seven and watched the movie Advent Children. All the other stuff, I read the stories on Wikipedia, so mm-hmm. I didn't really experience them. Did mm-hmm. you play pretty much all the offshoots? Well, I played uh, Crisis Core uh, on the PSP, yeah, uh, but I other stuff I did not. So okay. I think that there enough. was something Verge of Cerberus. Verge of Cerberus, yeah. yeah, that was about the a character that we're not even going to touch in this. Mesa. In this, yeah, in this, uh, in this spoiler cast, but he will come up later on in part two or three. Yeah, uh, Scoobite said, uh, or Rolio, as we know him, said, I wish they would remake, remaster Crisis Core or even just a re-release. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if if they did that at some point. I mean, if especially the way this remake has really shot off and just sold so well, I wouldn't be surprised if they got somebody working on it. So Either that or they may weave it in. They could. The yeah. parts. That's true. I mean, either way, we're waiting 10 years. So, But we'll save that for later on. To uh, talk about when we think what's going to happen in the future. Uh, So after chapter two, uh, we get into chapter three, and we've arrived at seventh heaven in the sector seven slums. It's here that we get to meet uh, Tifa. 
and uh, as you insinuated, and I kind of shared that eventually I grew to, to love her as a character and, of course, really want her and Cloud to be, you know, a thing. Uh, in this remake, I loved her character, like the way she portrayed herself uh, as a fighter, as as a friend, mm -hmm. um, very soft-spoken, but very strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's not bad to look at if I say so myself, but uh, they yeah, I remember a, um, a very, Rafa, Rafa very powerful popped character. In. He, he popped in at that point mm -hmm. and, uh, and he, he chatted like, like uh, oh yeah, what, what a character Tifa. Uh, you know, you know, we all even even at twelve with those clunky graphics. You know, I was falling in love with that Lego character. So <laughs> that Lego character, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very uh, much a Lego character. You know, you know, she's uh, she's really something, and she she's got a huge moral compass too. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, she's uh, she's really really. Uh, nice person and, and amazing character they, yeah and i they, think they did I, it really well yeah in the remake they really hit on the fact that you know she's a part of this terrorist group to stop you know evil shinra corporation but at the same time she she yeah. cares for people yeah all across the board yeah. she wants to care for them and yet at the same time as they hit on later on that she wants to avenge her father's death and yeah. who she blames shinra for and yeah. you know we don't get a lot of context in this for for what happens but we get some flashbacks uh, later on and kind of get an idea of how she feels like Shinra has taken everything from her. So yeah. uh, what an excellent character, even better in the remake. Um, another character that we get to meet is Chadley, who is not in the original uh, Final Fantasy VII, yeah. but he's kind of like your go-to uh, materia expert. Um, you know, he's the one that introduces materia to you and, and, and introduces summons and uh, through him, you get to, you know, upgrade stuff and go on little missions to collect something or, you know, use the assess materia or whatever. Uh, did you have uh, a favorite uh, summon that you like to use during your battles or did you just use whatever? Was well, for, for sure, uh, for, it was definitely Bahamut. And yeah, uh, but, it's hard to but... not use the dragon, the dra big, big old dragon. You know, um, those those summons were like a, a love and hate relationship. I I miss the fact that they did not do any animation when they arrive. It's it's or you know it's not it's not as as huge. You know they they kind of yeah. arrive and and it's it, it used and to then be they just a, fight alongside you. Yeah, it used to be a, a crazy thing. Uh, to summon them and watch the animation the artist made. Oh, yeah. it, it was epic. After a while, it, it used to be a bit annoying. And yeah. in some of the Final Fantasy games, you have an option for the, the quick animation that goes right, away quicker. to skip it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess I would have liked at least the first time for the, their appearance to be a bit more... Right. Uh, I mean, they had like a little animation for them to enter, but then they just became another character and you were focused on your character. So I totally get that. That was that was kind of a bummer. And maybe in part two, they'll add a little more animation. Um, I mean, yeah, that that Bahumut uh, laser beam or maybe that was like the ultimate. Bahum there were were there multiple. Yeah. There was like two three, Bahumuts, two or right? Three, or three, Bahum two or three. Yeah. yeah. I still remember the, the best one where he like pretty much flies above the earth in and then space. shoots a giant laser beam <laughs> from space. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool back yeah. in the day. 
Um, yeah, I would say I'd, I'd say runner up, honorable mention to Fat Chocobo. Like I got a soft spot for that big old chubby guy, like just plopping down, and he's such like an interrupter for the. And he's got his little mogs with him, or is it mogs? Moogles? Moogles. Moogles. He's got his little moogles with him, his little henchmen uh, to kind of help him out. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was my that was my other favorite summon. That's um, one I mispronounce. I used to call them muggles. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, those are people that can't do magic. Come on, Chris, you should know you should know better. That was pre Harry Potter. That was. I was just kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Chadley gives you some side quests, um, and you go on a little side quest errands, a yeah. list of errands with Tifa, and uh, you know you fight some monsters, you kill some rats, some drakes, some mutant dogs, you go cat searching. Uh, how did you feel about those first side jobs? I think the first ones are the most underwhelming, and they, um, they really are. You know, I. I... I did not necessarily, you know, we've been spoon-fed uh, side quests. You know, there's sometimes a line on the floor. There's something really clear about what you need to do. Even, right. even if you don't pay too much attention, you'll never get lost. Yeah. Little arrows uh, pointing which way to go, like in Bioshock. Finding those cats was a throwback to the 1990s side quests where if you didn't read, you were screwed. You were so. just like, wait, what am I doing again? <laughs> I was just skipping everything. Yeah, uh, so that's true. Yeah, they're not the best, but you know, it's I. Now that we talk about it, I remember, uh, I remember it being uh, like not not the best. But as you go to, you know, as you complete the game and you do you do more and more, and you have to hundred percent everything to get the platinum, they they made more sense. And uh, and and they were they were funner as the game progresses. I find right, right, for sure. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I think the 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 side one that I liked was hunting the. Uh, I can't remember. It was like a mutant dog that was really powerful that you had to go to a trash uh, dumping area uh, to find him and track him down. And yeah. he would like he would fight you for a second and then run off. Yeah, and then you'd fight him again. He'd run off. I kind of I enjoyed that one for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's better than finding cats. It's definitely better than the finding cats one. I didn't. That was definitely my least favorite. Was the finding cats? I was like, what? What are we doing? Finding cats and that little girl who's like, you know, Miss Little Miss Know It All. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was glad when that was over. Um, but once you do all the side missions, you not only you know raise your rep. Uh, you, how the how the area how the slums look at you in Sector Seven, uh, you know you make friends with like the weapon guy who at the beginning is like I'm not selling you nothing get out of here, and then at the end he's like oh whatever you need man you're yeah. the best absolutely um, and and Cloud's only motivation at this point is money, right? right. So he's, yeah he does he's again doing, he's being a jerk he's yeah. doing side quests so that people will give him work exactly he's trying he's to like, get I'm known just, for money just doing the job not trying to help you losers. Pretty much. He's like, you know, he's a big jerk face. But one payoff from doing all the side quests is you get to have a side conversation with, with Tifa. Uh, and you get to pick out her dress for their, their eventual date that they're going to go on. Uh, and so you were given three options. I think you're given mature option, exotic option, mm -hmm. and casual. I don't remember the third option, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I was tempted to do the exotic one, but I actually ended up going with the mature one. 
Uh, just because, you know what, I'm like, I'm not a 13-year-old kid playing this now. I'm a, I'm a grown man, so I'm going through my mature dress. What did you choose? I, I just follow the guide because I, I wanted to... <laughs> Whatever I, the default I, I is. Because you need to do, uh, to get all nine dresses. That's uh, true. And yeah. So, so uh, I, I definitely uh, just follow the guide, and, and I knew I was going to get them all anyways. So. Right, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, thanks for sucking the fun out of that question. We'll move on. I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> you <right>. too. <laughs> so uh, after this little, you know, little errand running with, with Tifa, uh, we're like, I don't know about you, but I'm like, okay, next we're going to go on the next job and we're going to blow up the next, uh, the next reactor, right? Uh, that is incorrect. We go to chapter four and all of a sudden you get woken in the middle of the night by Jesse who needs a little help. Uh, the side characters have employed you to go on a little trip to another sector to uh, to get a part that she needs because uh, she doesn't want to overdo the next bomb. And so you have to break into a Shinra factory. And I don't know about you, this chapter came as a big surprise. I was like, whoa, this is like 100% brand new information uh, jumping into and you get to do some motorcycle yeah. driving, you get to do battling, you get introduced to a new character. Uh, it's all pretty cool. What did you think of uh, this new chapter? And uh, how excited were you to just do something totally original? That, that's like the start of, um, of when you see they're going deeper in those side characters from Avalanche yep. and, and you're going to learn more about, about everybody. And uh, yeah, yeah that, mean, you that discover was... that Jesse was an aspiring actress yeah, and her yeah, dad and was she's hurt in, she's in a awesome coma. too. Seriously, yeah. like he's really cool. They 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 made them so likable, all three of them, you know, and uh, right. and uh, yeah, the the additional, um, it's it's like a fun one. You don't get on motorcycles until the end of Midgar in the original game, right? Uh, exactly. So so uh, that's. That that was fun and yeah, and it was um, way less clunky than the original motorcycle driving because the original was just like you press the button five times and cloud would slash one time. Yeah, yeah at least yeah. in this one you had moves, you had a special move. I really enjoyed getting to ride the motorcycle. And, and didn't we get to redo that a hundred times in the uh, in those arcades later on oh, in the original for game? For sure, the, the motorcycle yeah. game was there too. Yeah. Right? You could do it, but it didn't feel the same as the the real Midgar, you know, at the end of Midgar section. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you could do it as many times as you wanted to in the arcade of, of uh, Gold Saucer. So yeah, awesome. You yeah. know, the the story in there is is, is cool too. You, you get to yeah, know really Jesse's cool. parents, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, and, and you, you kind of get to see more of the surface, right? In the yeah. original game, yeah, of it's Midgar. it's the slums all the way Most, yeah and You're and you kind of see really the 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 yeah, two-tier like society suburb area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so like middle class people they're here At the upper level and then you, you've got the, the poor people in the slums so it's, the uh, slums it's below it's a yeah. cool reflection of, of yeah. uh, society too mm -hmm. yeah yeah and for the dresses um i have a a, a mark fact so it was mature Ooh, exotic and sporty sporty that was the other one i'm not much of a sports guy so i was just like eh, I don't really care. but yeah like you said we had to do it for the platinum we had to do all three so mm -hmm. i eventually you know got all three dresses whatever for tifa for uh Aerith, and of course 
for Cloud. Spoilers for Chapter 9. Um, yeah, and during this chapter, we also meet a new character, the flamboyant soldier named Roche. Roche? 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 I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't remember how to pronounce it. Yeah, I'd say Roche. Roche, right? Uh, he was pretty pretty good on a motorcycle, flipping all around. He was pretty good in a duel. We got to fight him two times in this chapter. Uh, how did you do fighting him on the bike and uh, then later in the duel, the sword duel? Um, I think I made it out uh, like <clears throat> just fine uh, on my first try, but remembering that if I wanted that uh, that trophy, I would need to be to keep eighty percent of my health, and I yeah. think I ended with like twenty. So uh, yeah, I totally I went same. back and did I, it on easy. Yeah, to, to, I totally to get had to do it too. For sure. Even on easy, I had to do it multiple times to get the trophy. Like there was a couple times I thought, okay, I definitely have eighty percent of my health, and I didn't get it, so I had to go back and do it again. Uh, I struggled sometimes uh, with the with the motorcycle not getting hit by stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah and then actually uh in in the later section after you do the motorcycle you get to the factory you fight a bunch of dudes you fight roche uh but it's during this time that in my normal playthrough uh this was the first and only time i died in the normal playthrough was during this factory uh factory attack okay you want to call really? it. and it's because i didn't know how to parry yet like i didn't know how to really block or parry moves and those shock troopers that jump around and you miss them all the time when you're swinging at them. Yeah. I did not know how to deal with them. And then at the same time, those side rockets were just overwhelming me. And I definitely died. That was the one time in normal. Not to brag or anything, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, only so yeah, five after chapters the, after me. Yeah, the only Yeah, that's <laughs> all. Uh, but yeah, so Jesse they, and, Cl- and Biggs and Wedge, they all do their part. They run distraction. And like I said, you fight Roche in a duel. Uh, and it's during this chapter that you find out uh, as you're about to be overwhelmed by the Shinra soldiers that Avalanche is actually a pretty big organization because another sect of Avalanche uh, jumps in and saves your butt. Uh, I don't remember this. I don't think this was a part of the original either. No, no, no. Avalanche in, has in, different sects and different parts. In the original game, the uh, Avalanche is, is a, an organization that died off. And yeah. basically, uh, Barrett just took the name. It. Yeah, yeah. It, they're like faking it. Like they're they're yeah. resurrecting it, but they're not the real avalanche. Right. Like, just using sh- the name too for notoriety. And yeah, stuff. exactly. I gotcha. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. They kind of they kind of made it sound like like when you talk to the avalanche members really quick in the heat of battle like they make a mention like that barrett is actually an extreme sect of avalanche and yeah or or maybe the the ones fighting for you they're the extreme i don't remember which is which one of them is extreme one of them is normal but uh they also make yeah a connection I, to, I think to, they, they they said that barrett was a bit too volatile yeah, or something was a bit too extreme yeah. uh and then in that they also make a connection to wutai which is probably going to come up in part two um there's something sinister going on there but we won't really focus too much on that Mm because uh there's not much really to say about it but yeah so uh did you do all right with the fight against roche when you had the sword duel you survived okay yeah yeah i think so good job i think i did too he wasn't too bad and we're at the end of chapter four right yeah into chapter four 
So, so that's also when the whispers injured Jesse, because the original yes. plan was to Cloud not to go to the second reactor. That's and then right. the, the so, whispers mess with yeah what's a, what's happening naturally in the yep. game, and they they make sure uh, Jesse cannot go to the reactor. Right between chapters four and five, or I think at the beginning of five. Uh, yeah, the whispers attack like the whole Sector 7 slums. And like you said, they injure Jesse yeah. and make sure that the right people, uh, you know, at the time you don't really understand what's going on, but to make sure the right people are going to uh, the next sector to, I think it's Reactor 5, yeah. Yeah, to, yeah. to blow that up. So that's where if if you're smarter than me, you start to see <laughs> okay, where going that on. those whispers are really trying to force whatever happened in the original yep. game to happen. So right. it's the 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 remake try to do its own thing, its own timeline, but the whispers right. are there to to, to you guide know, the narrative push, yeah, the to, way it's supposed to go. To push it on its destiny and destiny being the original game. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so from there, the the original team from the original game, they go, they ride the train, you learn more about Shinra, you arrive in the train tunnel, fight some machines, fight some Shinra soldiers, nothing really major in chapter five. And even going into chapter six, you know, we 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 wind up on like the in between the upper level of sector five and the lower sector where we're turning off lights, which uh, actually give light and heat to the slums below. Yeah. Oh. Pass through uh, to the next section. You froze just a little bit there, but... Uh, oh, sorry. Am I back? <clears throat> it says... It, yeah, you're back. I think it looks okay. fine. Yeah. All right. Good, good. Yeah, so so chapter five and six, I don't really have much to say about that other than at the end you have a boss battle against the Crab Warden, which uh, I believe was in the original and uh, was a pretty fun battle. It's a pretty tough, you know, machine to fight, uh, very much as it says, like a crab, and uh, yeah. it's got little little just crab look to it. And uh, I was I didn't think it was too bad. What did you think of uh, chapters five and six? Anything of note that you wanted to share about it? Anything. No, I, I I don't remember. Like, was it that big of a detour to get to uh, uh, the second reactor in the original? I mean, it took game? some time because you had to ride the train. You remember during the train they do the checks, and then yeah. they have to bail off the train, and then then they have to travel. Now the the light section in chapter six to turn off the lights that was not in yeah, the exactly. original game. Yeah. The crab warden was later on the machine that you fight. Um, uh, but yeah, so that was that was kind of new, kind of new stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you learn like Barrett's afraid of heights. You at this point, you can find your first uh, non Chadley summon materia. You can find the I think it was the Chocobu Mog uh, materia for mm -hmm. the summon there that you could find. Uh, but other than that, nothing major in chapter five and six. Yeah. Um, chapter seven, you go to. Uh, reactor five and you find out you're pretty much springing a trap uh that you know you find out shinra has been watching you the whole time you make your way through uh and and you do something that's very different from the original where you you can choose what parts of your boss that's coming up called the Airbuster. yeah uh, you choose what parts <clears throat> you're going to allow it to have and what parts you're going to dispose of yeah uh, in preparation for the fight um 
what did you what did you think of that little added wrinkle uh, in preparation for the the upcoming boss battle? I you know I I find it really really cool that you can do that. However, I disabled the first terminal I saw. I did what not you you try like I I because you have a certain amount of of cards that you can use. Right. And I guess you can choose between ha- him having less bombs or him having like you you choose how you're going to make him weaker. Right. Uh but I am you know I I did not know Oh, what was I, going I guess on? I guess in the hard playthrough, I, I I probably gave it a bit more thought, but the first uh-huh. time for sure, I just said, like, "Are you sure you want to remove this part?" And like, "Yep, just do it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went for I think I I went for first the the big buster armor or the big buster bomb or whatever it was called. Yeah, I didn't I don't want that big bomb hitting me. I didn't really know what it I didn't really know what it meant, but mm-hmm. I just that's what I focused on at first, and then I went for like. I don't remember what all there was like three I think you could take yeah. care of. Yeah, yeah. And the second one was I think I worked on the the directional guidance system or something so that mm-hmm. I just imagined and I read later on that if you took care of the guidance system uh he would miss you more like the airbuster uh machine would uh droider robot yeah. would miss you in the fight. So Yeah, they 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 put more more variety and thought into bosses definitely yeah for sure for sure so we get to the the boss battle and at first it seems like an ode to the og boss battle because in the og turn-based battle you have uh the the airbuster in the middle and then one person on i think cloud on one side and tifa and barrett on another side yeah and that's how the whole battle goes the whole time and then in this battle, it starts like that, but then quickly the Airbuster armor you discover can, or not armor, the Airbuster you, d- you discover can fly. And all of a sudden it's out and Cloud can't do anything. Uh, Barrett's shooting it and you're just kind of like, okay, now what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love this fight. Like not only because of the battle, but because of the music. I forgot how nostalgic and great the music is. And listening to that Airbuster battle theme i can't think of it off the top of my head but when i hear it i'm like there it is is it the i can't remember if it's that one or yeah it's so good yeah so good yeah any thoughts on that battle it's 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 a really really good one and and you know the the hype up to it i i i find the story is is really cool too where uh, you know, we're being broadcasted everywhere. We're the bad yep. guys. They yep. they basically frame us for that. And and um, and you know, when Barrett prepare his voice because he wants to do a speech oh, yeah. to the camera, yeah, he's like, mm, "Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna say my speech now. You better be ready." Sucker. So it's 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 really good. And um, yeah. you know, at one point, I think. Uh, you realize that his whole speech, it, like they did not broadcast it or something, that is and yeah, and he got uh, cut off. He's everything like an Oscar you can... awards acceptance speech, except they cut you off right at the beginning. Yeah, and so basically, uh, all you can do is is to, to to show everybody how how you can just beat this big monster up in front of everyone. So it's right. uh, yeah, it's got a lot of. Uh, you know of of meaning and uh, it's it's a totally yeah. epic fight show sure. him, show him who's boss mm-hmm. and you do you beat it you destroy the airbuster and then uh cloud falls to his imminent doom or so we think 
and that leads us to chapter eight and, where and he falls. Don't, don't they tease oh, yeah, you sorry. in the the first reactor like yes, he almost I forgot falls. to say that <laughs> and I, I i got mixed up for a moment i was like wait he's not supposed to fall this early yeah. and yeah. they totally try he to jumps fake back. you out yeah, that's yeah. true and then yeah. he jumps back jumps off stuff and makes his way up uh yeah but this time he actually falls and he falls through the roof of a church and he meets the flower girl Aerith. And he doesn't just meet and talk to her. He also runs into the Shinra elites called the mm -hmm. Turks. But wait a minute. Oh. While he's something. falling, I took, yeah. I took a note. Maybe, maybe you can help me understand what I meant. But when Cloud is falling, he sees himself talking about how he got out of this with only a scraped knee. But it turns out it's Sephiroth. Like, so, so I think they're referencing, like he's talking the whole time he's uh -huh. falling and, and basically, uh, he's, he, he has, uh, um, like he, he definitely has a huge fall, but there he's like flashing back to some other fall, which, uh, we, we definitely know that Sephiroth fell at some point too. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I definitely saw like a, a, a connection there, but it's, it turns hmm. out basically he's, he, he has a fall, he's fine, but then it turns out it's Sephiroth in, Interesting. in, in that fall, uh, right before chapter seven. Right. And then before hmm. we see, uh, the, the Turks, uh, I, I, I don't think we want to spoil this, but we, from the original game, but we have a really quick flash of the holy materia. Yes. Uh, we you do. know, right after uh, with Aerith. So yeah. it's it's a, you know, that's that's a big, big, a moment, big moment in the in original. The, the original game, for and, sure. And, and I don't think we can really spoil what the significance of that is. Yeah. But that, that definitely, like, made me double take, like... Whoa! whoa. Why, yeah. are they, why are they showing this? Exactly. Exactly. What is going so on it's, right now? It's another yeah. hint that uh, you know why are they seeing this now? Because it definitely happens way later in the original yeah. than when he falls and meets Aerith again. That's so, true. Uh, more hints. Mm. So yeah, so we we're landed in the church. We're talking to Aerith, and then all of a sudden, who walks through the front doors? But the Turks, led by Reno. Uh, this guy was definitely tough for me at first until mm -hmm. I, again, had to learn how to block and parry. Um, I really liked the Turks much more than the original because in this one, they were still kind of quirky, but they were not a joke to beat. Like, they were tough sometimes, both Reno, Rude, uh, whether separately or together. What did you think of the Turks, their depiction? uh this this fight super like like really really cool uh yes uh, yeah exactly and, and uh he's they're, they're like frenemies like they're likable and yeah but but mm -hmm. they're, they're still uh you know they'll they'll be they'll be half nice to you they're decent to Aerith, so they 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 kind of right. grow on you and and they're, they're totally cool uh yeah and and obviously depicted way better than the original uh yeah. and that fight he's i remember him being like super quick right so you, you could super quick. you could avoid stuff that like attacks that you do and uh yep uh, and he had the electric baton and the electric yeah. little 
mines that he would toss out and zap you. Yeah, not yeah. cool. And not cool at all. <clears throat> Did he summon uh, electric robots while you were fighting him? Something too? like that. Yeah, and they would like fly around and throw out a little pulse of electricity or something. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. very annoying. And uh, did we fight anybody in the, that church in the original game when we I fought? Th I thought we did fight. Yeah. I think we fought Reno originally, okay. but he was way easier in the original mm -hmm. game. It was not that difficult. Um, but eventually, you know, Cloud prevails, and we beat him both in the original and in the remake. Uh, and after that, you are in the process of escaping the church with Aerith, and who shows up the in the church? The whispers, yeah. they're back. And we're like, what are these whispers doing everywhere? Yeah, yeah, and... there's lots of them. And you see a materia that you want to get to, and they, they prevent you from they block getting it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's not cool. It's not cool. So, yeah, they block you sometimes. Other times, they almost help you. Um, I can't remember if the church, if they help you or not, or they block you, kind of prevent you from escaping too quickly. Because um, at some point... You have to rescue Aerith again by yeah. climbing up to the top and mm -hmm. climbing the scaffolding and knocking down a chandelier and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that kind of stuff. And, and walking on the scaffolding is definitely in the original. Yeah, that's definitely so they original. they made sure that, that happened. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, after that, we escaped the church. Uh, we battled some monsters for a bit. We arrive in the Sector 5 slums. We do some more side missions. Thankfully, these are a little more interesting. We help some some slum kids and do a bunch of random stuff those conversations uh, yeah. when you're escaping and even even what they say while you battle is is we really really funny with Eric. that's where you get oh to, yeah like you get to know her and how uh, you do I, i don't know how to say but she she's uh, super cocky but in a funny way yeah um, like a cute little tee -hee sort so, of way yes yeah. so, like for example when they when they fight uh they they said uh I don't know, like the stronger one really needs to be in front and the weaker one in the back. And she says like, oh, so that means I need to stand in front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And st stuff and this like is, that. And this is also during the time where she she refers to him as her bodyguard. Like kind of yeah. starts that little back and forth where she's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, thank yeah. you for being my bodyguard. Yeah, and, exactly. And he uh, wouldn't mind because he he wants jobs and money. Yeah, But exactly. His only pay is a date with her, so she's super right. cocky, assuming that she's worth a whole day of him being a bodyguard right. for a date. So yeah, it's super yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, from there, once you do all the side quests, this helps lead to uh, uh, Aerith's future dress, one of her dresses in Chapter Nine. Nine. Uh, you do also run into a second Turk uh, called Rude who's got cool sunglasses, shaved head, suit. More um, than one I, pair. <laughs> more, yeah, that's right. He has multiple pairs of glasses you know, when they break. Um, I will say that I accidentally triggered the rude fight very early. I was like exploring for side quest, hadn't finished them, and I accidentally ran into him uh, and fought him. Thankfully, I was prepared, just barely, but uh, I definitely you know, took him down. He was no joke either. He was tough. Like yeah. he, wailed, he wailed on Cloud a lot of times for me. I had to switch to Aerith a lot just for him to take it easy on me a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that. Like with Cloud, he would like just destroy him and then Aerith, and he'd kind of like just hold her head while she's trying no, to No, I did not notice that. That's yeah, so cool. if you got too close with Aerith, he would just kind of like, just kind of slap yeah. her. Like he wouldn't, he would he would hold back for Aerith, hmm. but just wail on Cloud. So it was actually best to play as Aerith 
and uh, he wouldn't do as much against you. That's really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's, and I, that's... I noted, sorry, right before oh, go ahead. Uh, when we're wondering about what the whisper did in uh -huh. that church, and they they prevent us from killing Reno. Is, oh they, yes, is that so, what it is? Yeah, is that what yeah. they're preventing? Because we definitely don't that. kill him in the original, and you right. you go to finish him, and and, uh, and they, the, they, the whisper stop you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good call. I didn't. There was a lot of those differences that I'd forgotten about, or I didn't take notes about. But you're a good note taker, my friend. Good, That's, good eye. <laughs> good observant eye. That's mainly uh, all. I, all I noted. So. Yeah. That all those that's what I concentrated on what what makes right. it different what's what are the proofs that this is not just uh, a remake yeah right a straight up remake of just the original game for sure so we get to chapter nine uh, we're walking down a very a very rundown highway uh, doing in chapter nine we of course do the most tedious task in the world in maneuvering. Uh, the the different areas of the highway using mechanical hands. Uh, these are what you were talking about earlier that you absolutely mm -hmm. despised, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, you know, I I play my games at at four a.m. waking up, so I'm not right. I'm not the most alert. I I need yeah. to be able to just show me wh where to go. I'll do it. Let me fight some people, but like. Puzzles at 4 a.m. are not my best friends, and and <laughs> right, uh, yeah. and and definitely those are not necessarily clever puzzles. They're just they're pretty clunky. Yeah, they're very uh, they're, clunky. Like like your the the mechanical arm will just stop in midair as if it's hitting something, but it's not. But it's, nope. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's that was a, a funny part and. Uh, uh, Like what I've noted that at the start of chapter nine, though, uh -huh. uh, there's there's like not a flashback, but you see tears and and uh, the 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 Final Fantasy VII intro song at the yeah. start of chapter nine. Mm -hmm. That's that's a like super super powerful song. Yeah, a lot of those visions are like cloud kind of holding his head he's having yeah. like a migraine headache or something yeah. and you have these green i think it's very fitting yeah. and kind of indicative of something that he's that a lot of these visions are green mm -hmm. did you i don't know if you noticed that that they're green and no. in my mind uh that that could be indications that gaia mother earth whatever you want to call her is working with Aerith to kind of help key you yeah. in on what's going to happen yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. Uh, the live stream I, the life stream is is kind of interjecting some of these things to help um, move the, the narrative also in a better direction because you know in the original game uh, the life stream takes a hit as sure. as we will talk about in later parts but yeah it's very good and then um, and then when we get ahead. to that little park where we sit down uh -huh. yeah uh, she After she mentioned Zach what yes Yeah, she mentions Zach, and and, and uh, it's she says it's her ex boyfriend, and uh, for sure in, in the original game, uh, you get bits and pieces of Zach. You don't really know, um, yeah, who he is at first, and and uh, right. Our I I got a lot of the the original game wrong, probably because of my English, but I I thought we were. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought we were a clone who got infused with Zach's memories. And the reason I thought we were a clone is because uh, Sephiroth kept calling us a puppet. And, right. uh, but that's, you know, after rewatching stuff and talking to you yes. and, and talking to Epic, uh, we were not a cloud. It's just really, um, you know, in, in the original game, cloud uh, is just a normal guy. He, he wants to be a hero and right. he meets, he meets uh, Sephiroth and, um, uh, and Zack and, exactly. and, and yep. basically uh he he gets captured they they they're put in 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 machine and they're infused with genova cells and, and macro energy and yeah. and that's where the memories blend in a little but we're not right we're, we're so some some of our memories are actually zach's but it's not because we're a cloud we were just like a normal guy before yeah. those tests were done on us so Well, funnily enough, I also thought that Cloud was a clone when I originally played the game because there is a part in the game later on where you go to Cloud's hometown and you run into these creatures in test tubes. You look in their window yeah. and they're like, they're clones. Yeah. And yeah. so I thought that Cloud was one of those random clones in the tube and that he yeah. just stumbled his way out of town and made his way to Midgar. Uh, but I was glad he wasn't a just a clone. Yeah, because... Some of his memories they show you uh, did not happen, so that's right. that's why I thought it was just all made up, infused mm -hmm. in our head. Uh, yeah. But uh, like bringing this back to chapter nine, all of that is uh, like I mentioned all that because Zach is super important to Cloud. Uh, yep. His memories are intertwined with Zach's, right. and uh, Zach, Zach was a soldier. Uh, Cloud never got promoted to soldier. Yeah, um, he was working just on a it. Normal... He was like a Padawan. Yeah, he was a Padawan yeah. soldier <clears throat> in training. And uh, yeah. so when Aerith mentioned Zach's her ex boyfriend, that's something I did not know that they 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 knew each other and they dated. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if it's in the original, but uh, that was a cool tidbit. It and is. Then... It is. It is mentioned in yeah. the original. Okay, and Cloud Cloud's totally getting flashbacks. Right. When she talks about uh, about Zach. Yeah. Yep. And that, you know, you talking about how he kind of took on some of Zach's traits and memories. Uh, even the sword he uses, the Buster Sword, originally was Zach's sword. And uh, Zach will come in later on at the very end of the game, of this game, of Remake Part 1. Uh, but we're in Chapter 9. We're not there yet. Oh, we're halfway there. I promise and, it and won't it's been, take it's as been long. It's been an hour and 40 minutes. We got plenty of time. No yeah. worries. We're not going anywhere. Some people have probably gone somewhere and uh, they've taken a break, made a sandwich. Some of probably Ryan's probably fallen asleep. He's got his arms crossed behind his head and mm -hmm. snoozing. But that's all right. This is going to be recorded, so you can come back to it later. Uh, the rest of chapter hopefully. nine. Hopefully. Oh yeah, hopefully. Come on, you love us. You want to come back? No, no. I meant, I meant, hopefully it's being recorded. Oh, oh, don't say that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we hope it's being recorded. Knock on wood, somewhere. Uh, it better be recorded. But anywho, either way, it's okay. This is a fun conversation. I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, uh, chapter nine, like you said, we travel down the highway, do the mechanical arms. We hang out at the park with Aerith and have a, a nice bonding moment. I think another bonding moment, too, is when uh, Aerith teaches Cloud how to do a high five. 
Uh, that's the only reason I like enjoyed a little bit the mechanical hands part because with each with each success she would like hold up her hand, and he's like, "What are you doing? I'm not gonna high five you." But by the end, he gave her a high five, and it was cool. So that was a fun little yeah. kind of start softening up Cloud because to this point he's still kind of been a jerk. So yeah, yeah it's good yeah. to finally get him to ease off and, and be. A they cool make guy. you press for the high five, right? They do. Yep, they make you do it. You got to work for it. Um, but it's from there that we, uh, I think Cloud is headed back to, I think he's trying to head back to Seventh Heaven, the, the secret hideout of Avalanche. But then they, they, uh, they see Tifa. Yeah, they see they, Tifa. Like he's he's a, looking for a road to, uh, to go back to Seventh Heaven. And right. they could go through, uh, what's it called? That, that uh, Vice Town. Uh, uh, wall market wall market and, and yep. like uh, we basically say that we like this not, does not look like a nice place we don't need to go through that we'll go right around or whatever but then as we we're about to take another route we see yep. uh, Tifa being held or she, she's she's dressed with the dress you chose I guess and, and on the and on a cart going with the chocobo. Yeah, so to, we gotta go save her. Yep, and she she tells you she's headed to a guy named Corneo. Yeah, uh, Don Corneo. Don Corneo, or as I like to say when I played the game, or later on, Don Corleone. Yeah, Don Corleone. He's like the Final Fantasy version of Don Corleone, the uh, the Godfather. Uh, so yeah, she's headed to uh, Wall Market, headed to. Uh, Don Corneo's stronghold, and of course, Cloud being a good friend, and you know, Tifa being his girl, uh, he has to help her and save her. So uh, he takes Aerith, and he and Aerith go to Wall Market, and so we're introduced to the, I don't know what to call it, the like you said, the Vice, the yeah. Vice City, the the yeah. whatever you want to call it of uh, of Midgar. All right, and, Yep. Uh, Rolio said, gents, I need to go to bed. Loving it so far. Looking forward to listening to the rest. Yeah, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for man. staying with us. Have a good uh, night. To this half. We look forward to seeing you uh, once you've gotten some rest and you can listen to the VOD. Uh, yeah, so we make it and we find out that we pretty much have to go through a little bit of a gauntlet and also uh, change our wardrobe in order to enter the stronghold because only nice looking ladies can enter the stronghold and while Aerith is is very nice to look at and probably can get in cloud is not a nice looking lady and so you have to either work with madam madam m or cowboy sam who mm-hmm. did you go with the first time around i don't remember um no? I, I think i i think you i think i went to sam first but i okay. i didn't re- necessarily realize that you, you you had to choose one because you get to do everything anyways, I think. I mean, you get to do some of it, but there are actually specific side quests towards the end of Chapter 9 that you can either, depending on who you favor, Madam M or Sam, that you can do, but it negates the other ones. So Yeah, I definitely around, went with example, Sam for sure. Okay. Yeah, because like my first time around, like when it came to the hand massage, I did the luxury course, which, let me tell you, was very awkward. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I had to do massage. it for the for the for the platinum because yep. uh, 
you you need you need to do that to get the other dress. So yeah. it is it is extremely awkward. It's extremely awkward. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I did that. Definitely had headphones. So on. funny how did not hear or yeah. see anything. Yeah, because this sound like it's it's only a hand massage, so yeah. you don't but see it much. Like but this, else. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even when he comes out, I did the the poor man's one for Sam, and I did the luxury one. And like when he does the luxury one, he's like, he enjoyed that a little too much. And then with the cheap one, uh, he's like in pain. He's yeah. like, don't touch me. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the luxury one, he's like, what? Yeah. Like, Eris talking, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not listening at all. Yeah, he's totally he's zoned like, out. His mind is all. somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then during this wall market time, you also do some side quests with Johnny. You do you do the squat, the little squat, squat mini game. Uh, what did you think of the squats mini game? Man, that those were hard to get the, yeah, the platinum. pull ups and squats, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was, uh, it, you know, I, I at one point I, I was streaming and I had to I had to stand up like to to be more focused. So I, yeah. you know, I have a had standing to lean desk. Forward I, in the chair. No, no, no. I I pulled up the standing desk and I was doing it standing up, and uh, oh, okay. it was it, it was really hard and and. Uh, yep. And uh, finally did it, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's a, a cool little tidbit. I remember the squats in the original game for sure. Right, for uh, sure. Uh, I'm not sure if there were uh, pull-ups though. I think the pull-ups were added later on. I only remember the squats, mm. but I might you might be wrong. Maybe some fans out there can can correct us if we misquoted. But I'm pretty sure the squats were good. Mm -hmm. They were definitely. Uh, I feel like the, the mini games made more sense. They weren't as clunky, but they were still a little bit and definitely not easy because they would switch it up. Like you had to fight, you had to fight. You had to do head-to-head -head battles, yeah. squat battles with like three different uh, three different people with mm -hmm. increasing difficulty. Yeah, uh, The squats were definitely easier than the pull-ups. The pull-ups were tough. Yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah. And you can't, later you, on. like the, there's a, a timing and if you go... You can't go too quick or too slow, and it's, right. And if you, you miss one, as soon as you miss, you're done. So you yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. You're you're trying to go as fast as possible, right? To beat him, but if you go too fast, he falls. So it's yep. it's really and you know they show you the controls, and as you get into it, they hide the controls. They start to hide it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not like I think maybe the the uh the squats were going circular but the yeah. the the pull-ups were going figure uh, eight. like triangle yeah yeah so yep. it made like a, a figure eight yeah. tri with triangle yeah. shapes yeah so yeah. it, was, it uh, was tough good stuff yep uh then after that after you do the little mini games you had you enter a tournament and you fight a bunch of different mini bosses and different characters but it's topped off by i think one of the the best boss battles in the game against the mechanized hell house. house. Yeah. Which was not a boss in the original final fantasy seven. It was just a, a random encounter that you had once or twice in the, uh, I think in the ghost train area. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. yeah. But that now they put it in this tournament and what an intro, what a fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, and what a difficult battle on hard, uh, I, di I didn't die in the hard playthrough, but it still took me, like I had the edge of my life left mm. and I just happened to have my limit break at the end of the hard I definitely hard died. Playthrough. Uh, I died twice in the hard playthrough. 
against yeah. the house uh, because I was trying to power through with cloud. And oh, okay. uh, uh, I, I realized that you really need to put everything on Aerith because yep. he's got the house got like a, a, a switching or rotating elemental yeah, yep. block. So, uh, you know, you, you can go with a, a electricity uh, like the is it the binding material or the elemental material yeah, that you I put so. with, with electricity with lightning right. or fire so you can have an elemental yeah. sword and that's right. really good usually but it's it's no good against that boss doesn't work so, in your tail house yeah. so that uh that ray something ray of uh ray of judgment that that is such a yeah, cool her laser beam. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's yeah. just I like love laser of, beams. God of War laser yeah, beams. You yeah, love laser beams. Yeah. In God of War, you had the same the same uh, yeah. move so, against uh, the Valkyries that so you love to use. That was the, the key. Laser beam. The key to that it was. fight. That was very important. Uh, once you win that, you eventually get to confront Don Corneo. Uh, you know, as three uh, beautiful women, Cloud. Uh, I mean. Actually, I don't want to skip ahead. After you do the tournament, you then have to uh, dance at the Honeybee Hotel, Motel, Lounge. Yeah. I don't remember what it's that, called. That sure and was... a fun little mini game. That, I heard that, you... That sure did you was, struggle uh, with that mini game? I did. To, to get to get the high score for Platinum, I, I it took me a, a couple of times, and you got it on the first try. I did. I don't know how <laughs> I did insane. it. I mean, and it was a very dynamic, like... You know, it wasn't like Guitar Hero where like just something's going up and down or like, uh, I don't know, Parappa the Rapper or something where it goes across and you just press the buttons like there's mm-hmm. this blue little blue little fairy, whatever, yeah. flying around and it goes through the button. And as soon as it matches up with the yeah. closing on, that's when you hit it. And I yeah. just I got it for some reason pretty early on. You know, I did the practice, then did the actual dance, and it was hard somewhat because I wanted to watch the whole cut. It looked like you a can't, cutscene. You can't watch it. And you can't watch it. it. You have to <laughs> hit the buttons. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I did it. Got you, on the first try. You see the awkwardness in your peripheral view. That and, is correct. And you, you concentrate yes. on, on what's happening. On and I, I think my mistakes yeah. at first was that I was concentrating on the fly, flying sign. And then yeah. when I got it to work is when I was concentrating on, on that symbol closing down on it. So it's yep, really it easier to time yourself yeah. uh, uh, right with that. And, and uh, fortunately, it did not take a perfect score. You needed like 18 or, or 19 on right. 20 yeah. to, get, like to get the platinum. Again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so after that, then they dress up cloud like woman, cross-dressing. Uh, good times as, you know as we all know from our past lives. I don't know. No, <laughs> never mind. I'm moving on from that. I'm not going to talk about college or any experiences that are similar to this. Anywho, so you dress up. Uh, you have three ladies. You have Tifa, Aerith, Cloud. You enter the stronghold, and uh, you're, you know, you confront and, Don Corneo. And how, how, like... I don't want to say creepy because it's not really creepy. He's like he's gross. How gross he is, is he? Like super gross. He, like even disgusting. more gross in this one than in the original. Like in the original, he I felt like he made insinuations and but they didn't like really capture his just vileness, like yeah. his grossness. They did it really well in this. Yeah. I was like, ooh, we need to we need to get rid of him. But instead of getting rid of him, he pulls some kind of lever and you drop down into the sewers 
and that begins chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, we arrive in the sewers. We, uh, you know, our Cloud is escorting his beautiful partners in crime. Uh, you, you That's know, a really cool much... boss, right? When, when yeah, you wake the, up from uh, there. Ab- you... Abzu. Yeah, and you, uh, I realize that you get different dialogue depending on who you wake up first. Yep. Did you wake up Tifa also? For sure. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, for some reason, I must have died because I realized that you, you don't get the same lines. The other time I did it by mistake the other way around and you don't get yeah. the same dialogue. Like you, you right. get you get more with the person you, you wake up first. Yep. Yeah, it was a cool fight. You know, you have to move out of the way for, you know, different like sewage coming through and all this mm-hmm. other stuff that happens. Uh, but yeah, it's really fun. And you just, you know, you go through the sewers, you fight different enemies and eventually make your way to uh, the train graveyard, which is, I mean, I think from the original game, pretty infamous, pretty fun. Uh, it wasn't nearly as in-depth as it is in the remake. Uh, but here in chapter 11, as you get to the graveyard, uh, you don't have to fight just one boss. You fight two bosses. Uh, you fight the ghoul, yeah. Uh, which which I found to be kind of a tough boss battle because your physical stuff hardly ever worked on him. Most of the time you had to use magic. Um, and then the second boss battle is Elagor, which is pretty much a guy riding a wheeled horse. Like totally... Hey, Infinity Bros. Subscribe hey, to one. Up? Thank you so much. Nice. Yo, what's up, Infinity Bro? Isaac, thanks for joining us, man. Lurking, but wanted to come say hi. We appreciate the lurk and the hello. Amazing. Um, we are currently in the train graveyard, just so you know. Uh, but yeah, what did you think of Chapter 11 in the train graveyard there, Chris? Any thoughts on it? Um, so so that, that whole part was a cool side story. I'm not entirely sure, uh, you know, those... Those ghosts that are, are, are abandoned kids, uh, right. I guess. I don't yeah. like uh, something. Something spooky happened. I, I like that it gives you a bit more background than the original game on on why is it a ghost town. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I'm I'm not sure if there is one that I I understood the connection with the rest of the game. You know, it gives no. it gives meaning meaning to that place. But that's yeah, it. and but, it does give you a little a little peek into Aerith's childhood, like where she has we like, do. she gets yeah. surrounded by the, the swirly ghosts. And then she kind of sees when she's a child and gets picked on or, you know, kind of, uh, is kind of an outcast with other kids and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of cool. Some cool character development for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was fine. And, and sorry, my notes are not necessarily like super set into exactly which part she said that, but Aerith, uh, in, in chapter 10, uh, she, she does say that the future isn't set in stone. Mm, that's an important idea mm-hmm. for sure. Because, that she says that. Uh, you know, the whispers are trying to bring you back on track, but uh, it's, it's, not, it, it's not necessarily... She's opening up to maybe trying to, to be able to to walk away from that path. Right. Yep. Um, but then that leads to chapter 12, which leads us right into a very heartbreaking, very well-known, uh, I, I almost say like 
for me, from what I remember, the original game, Chapter 12, which wasn't Chapter 12 in the original game, but this is the collapse of Sector 7 when yeah. Shinra is knocking down a, a, a support tower to the plate above, which is the suburbs, the rich, the middle class people, and they're, they're making it so that plate falls on top of the Sector 7 slums. Um, this is in the original game in a very... A very emotional even from just reading text and going through the the battles and and you know the stuff that happens uh mm-hmm. and it's even more emotional in this but but you get to sector seven times a hundred right the i find yeah, yeah. times a hundred for Be- sure because you get to really see the life under the plate you get to yeah. meet you see what's happening you meet people and it's it it's it's more heartbreaking to, yeah. to see it perish for sure yep and so you you're fighting your way through you're trying to save people and help but with each turn as you try to stay on the ground level the whispers are preventing you and you actually have to fight the whispers i think this is the first time you really fight them um, yeah yeah they're they're oh, like no, you you fought everywhere. them earlier in seventh heaven when jesse gets hurt you you do fight them a little bit there so this is the second time we've actually fought fought them uh, i believe and at, at that point one of the whispers uh gets close to cloud and cloud asks what are you and uh eris says we have to get through whatever it takes like we yeah. really ne- need to get through and uh, uh tifa asks eris to, to go save marlene right. uh, but she already knows you know it's it's really weird when when you uh, I, i didn't notice that in in my first playthrough but eris already knew that she needed she needed, she to, needed to go save Marlene and uh oh, that's interesting and when she gets to Marlene uh there's you know uh, she's she's super scared there's the flashback effect and um uh, Mar- is making Marlene see the future mm, yeah. uh by touching her and then only then Marlene is not scared anymore and and agrees to walk with her yeah Yeah, that whole that whole interaction between Aerith and Marlene and in the bar and in Seventh Heaven and stuff, that did not happen in the original game. Mm-hmm. It was just it just happened in the background. Um yeah, it was a really powerful moment and just kind of showing Aerith being a little more aware, a little more self aware or a little yeah. more sentient of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh like she somehow had inside information that we didn't think she should know yet. So And yeah, and, uh, cool. and and we talked about the plate dropping because that's the main theme of chapter 12 but we we do fight Reno and Rude and we and we 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 cross paths I I like I don't know if you wanted to to talk more about the the play by play of before the the plate drops I guess Yeah we I mean we Or, go up the we go up the pillar with uh, it's just cloud for a little bit then Tifa Tifa joins us Um, and, and, you know, we run into Biggs and Jesse, who both seemingly perish. Perish in and there, and, and, and yeah. It's, it's which is the original, sad way. I believe. Super sad, really heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to the top, like you said, and fight Reno and Rude. Uh, if you use Tifa, uh, Rude will not fight Tifa. And if you just s- stick to Tifa as your character, uh, Rude just stands there. Really? And he fights a little bit. He'll fight a little bit with the with Barrett and Cloud when you fight them. But if you're Tifa, he'll just block and like try to stop her from hitting. But he won't. 
he won't fight Tifa. I don't know if you discovered that or no, not at all. It. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool thing to find out. Uh, I think I found it out on the second one because hmm. I had seen something in the guide or uh, whatever. Fighting them both at the same time definitely wasn't easy sometimes, but once you like maxed out everything, the, and the hard playthrough was much easier than the first time around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's such such a, a bad thing waiting to happen, and and you want to stop it with everything you can. And even if you're yeah. Even if you're you're doing a second playthrough, you still don't want it to happen. You want to yeah. stop them from the keyboard and and starting that. And yep. and you do win that fight, but the whispers prevent you from stopping it. Right on I'm top of the tower after the fight, yep. because we you do beat them. And technically, if the whispers weren't there, then we we would have just stopped it, and and Prevented Sector Seven it. would have been saved. Yep, but instead the whispers intervene. Rude presses the button, and uh, the plate falls. And, of course, you escape with the help of Barrett, and uh, you get out just in time. And uh, it's an emotional moment because Barrett doesn't know that uh, that Marlene was saved by Aerith, which, don't you think it's funny? Cloud waits way too long to tell Barrett uh, as he's crying, as he's hitting the wall. He's like, oh, by the way, Aerith rescued Marlene. Just yeah. so you know. Sorry, yeah. forgot to mention that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but th- does he know that she succeeded though? No, they they he don't. Doesn't. They don't actually know. So that's true. He said it's possible. Or like they they know they it, sent but... her, but they don't know if yeah. if she succeeded. Yeah, but, uh, but still, such a huge moment. Yeah, so many like fifty thousand people were seemingly killed, or a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of people, thousands of people, mm-hmm. uh, crushed under it. Yeah, and he's punching concrete. Yeah, and screaming. He's he's it's a it's a super powerful moment, and uh, yeah. he it's 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 conveyed through Barrett the 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 best way and the the heaviest way for sure because of Marlene and and yeah. everything he's trying to to save. He's not trying to destroy everything. Yeah. Uh, and then the next chapter, chapter thirteen, is kind of like chapter four, a new story new side story new experience you discover an underground shinra lab you explore uh mainly as barrett you shoot lots of boxes and rocks uh you only fight a little bit uh you actually don't fight really at all with cloud you just fight as barrett and then later tifa joins the fight Mm -hmm. when you fight the failed experiment at the bottom a bunch of creepy uh pretty much failed clones or failed Mm -hmm. Uh, soldiers that were made by Shinra, but we don't uh, s- yeah. we don't see much because the again the whispers prevent us from seeing more experiments. Right. Like he's starting see to see, and, yep. and it's like nope, you can't see that. And the whispers come and just blow you right out of the underground lab. Yeah. It's like all right, it's that easy. Just, whoosh, just blow you up the steps and out. Uh, but yeah, that was a. Uh, I mean, that was cool little cool little battles and a different side of the thing, give, giving original. Uh, original side stories that were that were good. So um, after that, in chapter fourteen, we return to Aerith's mom's house. Yeah, uh, we have you know opportunities to do some random side quests to f- kind of wrap things up. Um, and then at the end of that evening, you have a uh, you can have one of three emotional chats with someone, either uh, Tifa, Barrett, or uh, Aerith. Mm-hmm. So I imagine your side character was Tifa. Yep, for sure. Me too. And she in, says in my in my 
uh, original playthrough or my my first playthrough. I, I right. I can't say original because it's confusing with the original game. But uh, yeah, uh, I I mean in my first playthrough of the remake, um, and I'm 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 curious to to see what it's tied to because if if in your first playthrough you do all the side quests, uh, does that automatically give you Tifa? So in, in that uh, from from what I read, the side quest for both Tifa, so chapter three, yeah. do all the side quests that gives you positive, you know, a, uh, a positive relationship with Tifa. There are other moments where she asks you questions like uh, whether you give her the flower or not that Aerith gave you or um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember some of the other factors that play into it for Tifa or, or Aerith yeah. or even Barrett. Like I didn't. I think both times I played my original and my hard playthrough, I got Tifa both times. And actually, really? the second time I was I was trying to get Aerith because uh, I wanted to see it naturally. I went back and watched it on YouTube, both okay. Aerith's and Barrett's. Um, but I don't exactly know yeah. what went into. You know, in, in getting, my the the, the way I did it was to um, the first one you do everything so you get the best dresses so my my first playthrough i i got tifa there and and i tried to complete as much stuff as possible and it took me really long like 60 hours for just my first playthrough and uh and then i did a cleanup and a second run of just doing partial chapters to get a Mm -hmm. second set of of uh of dresses but my hard playthrough uh, I I had to on purpose do z- the the least amount of side quests as possible, so that, that I hurt. would. Like, so, yeah. I didn't really like skipping the side quests, even though I know I'd already done them all before. I don't need to do it again. Mm-hmm. But I still was like, oh, can I do one, two? I was like, no, I don't have time for this. I got to yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, if if if, if you're you hard playing through, you, you were going. Dresses. Yeah, exactly. Like I was going. I, it wasn't even a question of time. You you need right. to do no side quest to get the yeah, the bad dress. The, the bad dress. Uh, so yeah. uh, so and I thought it was because of that that I got Barrett in in that Maybe. talk. But but uh, I did that and I didn't get Barrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I want to say actually for the bad dresses, I did that as like a half playthrough. Yeah, like I just did the. And so I never got to the Barrett, the part where a side character, you know, you have your little midnight meeting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the side character. Um, yeah. That was a nice little touch. I like that. That was kind of like a, I feel like it was a call out to the golden saucer where you could yeah. go on a date exactly. with, with a huh. few different characters. And uh, yeah, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, during that chapter, which you already said is very long, if you want to do all the side quests, like, you fight a Tonberry, which rocked me a couple times uh, in the in the hard playthrough, um, or the I think both playthroughs. Tonberries are the worst. Do they um, appear in the haunted house? I think so. Three of them. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's what messed me up in the in the uh, in the hard mode. I died twice because right. they they would get to me, and then uh, basically y- you had. Uh, I I was using Aerith a lot, and I would save Cloud um, fully uh, with full uh, ABP, so I I could uh, ATB ATB yeah ATB <laughs> uh, so so that as soon as those Tonberries would 
come up, I could do something powerful and walk them all out and then get back to her. Because uh, yeah. uh, they, they, they can kill you instantly. So Yeah, yeah, one hit kill from the Tonberries. Yeah, they're yeah. like just little frogmen with cloaks. Yeah, yeah, they were like in the hard playthrough. Yeah, that, that was tough when uh, the Hell House would throw out a Tonberry or two or three. Uh, you had to rock them fast if you wanted to survive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was also during Chapter 14. You have the pull-ups, like we already talked about, that were really tough. Um, you do also get a side story about Leslie, uh, Don Don Corneo's uh, right-hand man. So you get a little backstory about how he fell in yeah. love with one of Don Corneo's girls and actually helped her escape, but he still had to stay uh, and he was hoping to find her. He was recovering his necklace from a little yeah. a troll monster that mm -hmm. you had to face down. And then you fight, uh, I think you fight Abzu one more time, right? Yeah. Uh, at this point. Yeah. Um, and and, and yeah. really cool connection. And you kind of see, like, he's not entirely bad in Chapter 9. He's kind of trying to tell you to stay away because those right. are bad people. Yeah. And he's yeah. he's being somewhat nice to you. And you kind of explore him more and, and see that he's he's, yeah. he's totally on, on your side. He's a good guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, and then from there, you, you're in the final stretch, like the last few chapters of the game. And uh, you climb a big wall, and you're on your way to rescue Aerith, who got captured, which we didn't mention in the cutscene with Marlene. Uh, after you yeah. save Marlene, after Aerith saves Marlene, she gets captured by the Turks. And you're introduced to, I can't remember the guy's name with the little dot on his forehead. Um, his name's eluding me right now. Yeah, but, me uh, too, sorry. He's the leader of the Turks, the yeah. Turks captain, yeah, he's in whatever charge. his name is. Yeah, but yeah so you, after meeting at the house, doing a bunch of side quests, you know, Tifa and Barrett and Cloud all agree, we got to save Aerith uh, and take down Shinra. And so you climb the plate, chapter 15, you, f you fight through... Uh, you know, a bunch of Shinra soldiers, and then you fight a flying um, mech called a Valkyrie, the, uh, Valkyrie pretty yep. much, uh, which wasn't too bad. It was like a helicopter type mech that just zapped you with electricity and stuff. In the hard playthrough, I used the elemental materia and disconnected it to electricity, and it made it pretty laughable how easy it was. Um, uh, did you have anything to note about chapter 15? It's pretty straightforward, I don't think. No, uh, no, no. I know at one point, I think my favorite part of chapter 15 was when they were climbing amidst the, the high-rise part of the area where you could see. It was a beautiful shot of the city yeah. Oh, yeah. and different areas with yeah. the sunset. But yeah. at one point, Barrett's like, man, if you fall here, you'll be like, Wah! like he makes some kind of joke about if they fall and and hit the ground they'll splat mm -hmm. uh, it made me giggle i remember that part yeah yeah and and for some for some reason that that huge shot um w was on on ps4 i did not play the ps5 version but it was uh somewhat pixelated and mm. like the the huge shot of midgar uh, that yeah. you're talking about so i i saw it as like a throwback to uh, the original when they had those pre-rendered backgrounds. Oh, I can like see it, that. Like it, yeah. it, it, it did not look as if they 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 that was pixelated by mistake. It, it looked right. the same kind of feel as those. Yeah, and, and it was it That's was quite really possible. Cool. That's a good good grab, good eye. Um. So yeah, once you get through that area, you arrive at the Shinra building, and uh, it's like the Nakatomi Plaza 
of Final Fantasy VII, so very important building um, where a big battle is about to take place. And so you fight through the parking garage and then make your way to the main Man, uh, I did I guess, that fight opening area on over a hundred times because that's Which, where I grinded to level up chapter 16 oh, start did you yeah okay. yeah those first that's where you get the most AP and I XP didn't know that for sure so I would do it I don't over remember grinding anywhere no I don't think no I mean other than uh, well no there was a little grinding I did actually in the the VR simulators um, in the Shinra that was VR another simulator. spot you could grind it was supposedly quick so yeah so yeah, you did a lot of battling in the parking garage. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine was uh, si- like not as quick, but still pretty quick, but free. <laughs> right. Uh, and and um, yeah, that was basically I I tried to get the hardest fight in the game. Uh, that's in Chapter Seventeen Simulator. Um, right. But I. That's that's where I first started to feel the need to grind. Uh, gotcha. So that's in my in my normal playthrough. Uh, okay. That I you know I I was under leveled. I was trying to to, to do that fight and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he was kicking my butt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you get into the general building. You get into the the main the main area and you either can take the stairs or go up the elevator. Yeah. What did you do the first time? Yeah. Elevator first time, but I, I did you? on purpose did the stairs opposite. the second time. I was opposite. I did the stairs the first time because I thought there would be, I don't, I don't know what I thought. I thought it would be uh, more battles or, and nothing. You just run up. It's these so stairs funny. Forever. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny. Like yeah. you just go on your own and then it's crazy. Yeah, the dialogue's funny. Barrett's complaining and breathing heavily. Uh, at some point, you know, Cloud's even slowing down. And then, of course, you know, Tifa wins. She's mm-hmm. in the best shape. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. And then uh, then with the elevator, it just stopped at a few floors. You fought some guys. Yeah, it was too, quicker you know. and, and, and pretty easy fights. Uh, yeah, still, yeah, very easy fights. Still the phone call, uh, pretty funny. Like... It, we're super obvious with you know a like six foot tall sword <laughs> and and yeah. some guy you know you you come in you see monster yeah uh, not you see enemies or soldiers uh, right. after that you see some lady and she goes to to call security and then you have this guy that comes in press on the floor he needs to go he's on the phone the whole time and gets back out right. he doesn't uh, even notice him. yeah he, he's he's not you know oblivious yeah yeah that was fine yeah yeah and then during the you know your your eventual you know you're trying to make yourself way to the top floor to find Aerith somewhere you figure she's in the the one of the upper floors uh you do go through a museum which was a a pretty nice add-in that you know i didn't know about uh and that wasn't in the original game where it gives some backstory on like the executives and uh, it kind of gives you a look in Shinra's plans to yep, yep. Uh, find the promised land yeah, and make yeah. Neo Midgar. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And in the the background, who are the ancients and everything? Right. And, and it gives the, you some backstory about land. ancients. Yeah, yeah yep. that's really cool. But then it's during that museum like hologram about the ancients that you also get a vision for Midgar's destruction at the hand of Sephiroth, yep. where this is where they really introduce the fact that. He is the villain. 
of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a pretty cool, like, just moment, like, kind of just like, it's almost like Sephiroth or, I don't know, like, invaded the computer and, like, changed things so you could see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all seeing pretty it, crazy right? moment. Just, yeah, they're uh, all seeing it, not just Cloud. Not just Cloud this time. Cloud, Barrett, Tifa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and then they're... after that, go ahead. There are some good cutscenes I find in Chapter 16 where uh, you, you get to see the directors and how they are, and uh, yeah, and uh, the the Reeve is is like the only nice one, and you really right. feel for him. He's not sleeping. His secretary is like, you should sleep, and and he's he's got like as you said, thousands of people who died. Uh, and, yeah. and the plate he's came down, so out. he's just working twenty four seven to 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 try to help out, and uh, yeah. um, he's he's against all of that, so that's cool. And and uh, uh, you know the the other two, um, you know the the lady, I, I forget her name, uh, but how how mean she is to the soldiers and everything. Right. Like she uses one as a bench for her feet, right. and he's Foot struggling. Stool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so so that that experiment is 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 funny. And is, is it in chapter sixteen that they have the meeting, uh, or is that in seventeen? I think it's sixteen. That you sixteen. You go in the air air ducts and yeah, you're in the you and that's just like the, the original. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, and then and it's from there that I don't remember if it's at this point or right before you meet the mayor of Midgar. Yeah. And you find out he's Avalanche's inside man. Yeah, that's totally and, uh, new. <laughs> that's totally new. Wasn't in the original. Uh, but then it's after that, yeah, that I think you, you go to the, you spy on the meeting and then you track down and follow Hojo. And you learn a little bit more about Shuna's plans to build Neo Midgard in the Promised Land. And that supposedly, you know, there's unlimited Mako and Mako, sorry. And Aerith is the one who's going to guide them to this, to this Promised Land. Um, but you follow Hojo, and that's where you have a boss battle against Specimen uh, HO512, which is a pretty gross fight. He's like got parts of himself that he spits out and all this other stuff, but pretty straightforward, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And Cloud Cloud calls Genova mother when yes. he walks in this, front of is her. It, is it this part that they introduce uh, mother is in Chapter 16, Genova? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I I guess so, yeah. that's it's towards the end of of chapter sixteen, but yeah. uh, sixteen seventeen. Uh, I guess yeah. I I guess seventeen, seventeen is when uh, uh, Sephiroth walks out with her. But in sixteen, you yeah. see her when she's in in the. Oh, that's right. She's in the the water. Vase. Yeah, the whatever the up to the connected the tubes and all that. Yeah. Uh, do they? I can't remember. I'm getting my original Final Fantasy and this mixed up. But did yeah. they introduce any information about Genova at this point? I don't Who think so. She is no right. Okay, no, no. We'll they see. they say, uh, if I remember correctly, they say that it's it's uh, it's Shinra's evil secret, just something like yeah. that. And uh, yeah. and and the reason Cloud calls her Genova is that he he, as I said earlier, he's got injected some Genova cells when they were yeah, experimenting. She's special in some way. Hey guys, Mark here. Uh, so obviously I was not in this actual episode, though technically I am now. Uh, man, this turned out to be a long spoiler cast. But uh, man, 
Chris and Lucas are doing a fantastic job, and so have you for sticking it out and listening this far in. And so, welcome to a little Easter egg. Uh, so here's your chance to win a free GMG t-shirt. Uh, if you listen to this and message us, a private message, on the uh, GMG Twitter account, that's at the GMG Podcast, go right now. If you're the first person to message us, and say that you heard the Easter egg in this recording, you win a free GMG t-shirt. So go ahead, head over there now, send us a private message, and good luck. Now back to the show. I guess I guess it's it's not like a huge spoiler of the original game. It's just for me, I think I think it's it's uh it's just general backstory. I, I wonder even if do they say it in uh, that that Shinra video when they they explain what happened to the ancients, because uh, I think they say that the ancients were just mysteriously destroyed. They don't say how. They don't say how. Okay. The ancients were destroyed or lost in time mm-hmm. and space or whatever. Um, how they how they yeah. I don't think it explains uh, until later on in the story that in this remake they didn't explain. So okay, we'll leave I'm it at sure. that. Yeah, so we'll just have to leave it at that for now. Um, in Chapter 17, you get a new area, Hojo's Lab. Um, uh, he does mention in this part that Cloud is not actually a soldier, but before he can give more information, the uh, the whispers take him away. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's during this time that we get to meet a main character that surely will be playable in Part 2, uh, Red 13, who is a, a dog lion uh, indigenous dog line yeah. that that Aerith gives the ability to talk in the yep. game, which I mm-hmm. thought was interesting. He didn't yeah. seem like he could talk at first. He just growled at them and was very hostile. And then yeah. Aerith like touches his head and he's like, well, hello there. Yeah, like, super kind of like, totally uh, like, like elegant speaker. <laughs> yeah, super, super elegant. I really I really like their voice choice of him. Not, mm-hmm. not just making him like sound like a, like, I don't know, like a character from Thundercats or something. He He had a very proper... Mm-hmm. way of speaking um that his his song is my favorite one from the whole the, original yeah. game dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah like the cosmo canyon exactly uh theme yeah really good yeah yeah um and we, we so, didn't speak about the how in this game there's like jukeboxes and you oh, get to hear true. all yeah. the original like and every music. time you see those it's like a, a good throwback and uh, oh, it's totally yeah. very nostalgic from the yeah. original game all the songs yeah. so even if I mean, you don't necessarily go to Cosmo Canyon you'll you'll hear the song in those jukeboxes yeah and they do remixes of all the songs which is really cool like a jazz version or a mm-hmm. whatever a rock version of a normally normal song mm-hmm. uh, yeah that was really cool which some people probably didn't appreciate uh, but going for the platinum we had to encounter all of them and i definitely appreciated all the different music um now during the hard playthrough it's at this point where you can use the shinra vr yeah. uh, station to fight the hardest boss, ru- boss rush uh you know fight i guess yeah um where you can at the end you fight a pride and joy uh robot that will then give you a new accessory the Gaudarana. Goddard Damarung. And and in in my opinion, Pride and Joy was pretty easy. Uh, but uh, it's, it's the fourth others, yeah. fight because you need to do five yes. fights in a row. 
Yep. And the fourth one is against Bahamut, and he does he he does a an attack that will do uh, nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine yep. on everybody. So yep. you you basically need to uh, have mana wall up up so that yeah. it, it hits you by five thousand only. But uh, it was a real struggle. Uh, yeah, like really the hardest fight of sure. the guy of the game and that's yep. when i decided to go back and level up uh ah, i gotcha that makes sense to, to beat bahamut yep that makes sense and then uh that accessory that you get makes the hard playthrough not so hard right correct. it's still hard yeah. some fights you can't yeah get still away tough. with but uh i don't but it know it charges your limit break and you get your special moves a lot faster and stuff yeah, so that was yep. uh, a must if you want to do For the sure. hard playthrough. And once you do all the, you know, the VR fights and complete all of them, you find out that you <laughs> complete all of Chadley's yep. uh, side quests. You find out that he's not actually human, but he's a robot made by Hojo who just wants to be free. So it's very much an iRobot uh, situation that I thought was kind of cool. Like, yeah. I didn't see it coming. I didn't realize he was going to be an android. Uh, he that looking part... back, it was clear, like the way he talked, he's like, hello, I'm Chadley. Mm-hmm. I'm your personal assistant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I, I unfortunately got that part spoiled uh, oh, yeah. after the because I, I had finished the game. I was listening to a spoiler cast, so I, I would kind of look where or know where to look in my second playthrough for for all the special elements about how this game is not just a straight remake. Um, mm. But I learned that he was a robot. So the whole time I thought he was a robot sent by o- Hojo to spy on us. Uh, but I was super pleasantly surprised that he's he's a, a robot that kind of like um, became sentient and, and became good. So he's yeah. even though he's a robot, he's totally a, a, a good guy, and it doesn't change anything. He's he's on your side. Yeah, he wants to help. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was cool. For sure, for sure, cool. And uh, it's after this that uh, you know you you encounter. Oh, hold on, my notes glitched out on me. Uh, you encounter mother again. Uh, then the hooded figures that are posing as Sephiroth. Yeah, and then at this point, Cloud falls and is separated from the team. You go into two groups. You're escaping and trying to escape and facing Hojo's specimens uh, for his study and entertainment, which is a very odd, uh, kind of an odd thing. Where he's like, "Yes, yeah," he's like really getting into them fighting and doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. he's creepy. <laughs> yeah, he's very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you you split up. You have to kind of split your materia or trade it back and forth when you switch groups. Eventually, you have to fight a swordipede, which is really just a big buzzsaw, um, yeah. which my f- hard playthrough was pretty easy to fight because I had attached the right materia. But the first playthrough, I got wrecked with uh, Aerith and T- Tifa. Like, it would blade around and just totally just take most of my life, and I struggled with that one. But, uh Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty hard fight, and and yeah. and uh, you know those those little hints about uh, uh, the, you know the whispers and everything. You you used to get in the earlier chapters 
you know, uh, one a chapter, one every two chapters, uh, you know, in, in, in chapter uh, 16, you got another one. And then uh, in, in chapter in chapter 17, I noted four. So it's starting to yeah, accelerate. And then, in, and then in 18, the floodgates, it's just only that. But 17, you still technically don't know for sure. Uh, yeah. There's another black feather in front of the elevator in chapter oh, 17. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I found, I, I still don't understand 100%. It's, it, uh-huh. it's maybe just a wink, but he... He cloud keeps grabbing his left arm as if it really hurts, and there's right. no reason for that in the in the remake. He didn't hurt his arm or anything. It's like when those flashback happen, when you see that that visual effect, he grabs his arm and he's it's really hurting, and it's mm. only in Advent Children that he's starting to have geostigma. Uh, yeah. and, and his that arm is is uh, not going well at all because of of the geostigma, which is a disease, or whatever. Yeah, it's, brought it's, on by the infusing of Genova's cells and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Uh, and and uh, because yeah, Genova's cells went into the live stream and it's infecting everybody, and basically Genova being potentially wanting to control everybody that way but it's anyways it's it's from the future because it's not even in the original game it's in advent children uh that there's this disease so uh and he in in advent children he keeps grabbing his arm and and uh i i'm i'm not sure uh, maybe a callback just like a callback to the future i don't know call back to the future it's like uh uh yeah, ghost ghost pain from the yeah. future. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. That's an interesting. That's a nice. It's a nice thought. I didn't notice that. And then um, finally, when Zephyr jumps down holding Genova, because he totally uh-huh. ran away with her. Yeah, he runs away with her. You follow <laughs> the purple path of Genova. Yeah. Goop blood, yeah. whatever, and leading it, to the even in the original. I remember that to be red, like it looked like blood. Yeah, it looked red. And, uh, I, I thought it was, I think my, my first understanding of that was that he, he killed Shinra. Right. Uh, but it's obviously not who he killed. That's not right. Shinra's blood. It's Genova's. Right. Uh, but uh, when he jumps holding down Genova, we see number two soldier. So it's as, as if he's possessing other soldiers. It's not necessarily his body. Right. Uh, so, uh, and and we see that in the original game all the time. Like most of when you see him, it's not really him. He's just appearing places, but his real body yeah. is underground, somewhere else, in a cave yeah. somewhere uh, yeah. up north. In, like, yeah, because they show Pole. those hooded figures. Yep, that are being possessed or being yeah. used uh, to to kind of carry out Genova and Sephiroth's plans um in which in this next part when they get to the president's office things get a little different like uh in the original they get into the office and the president has already been stabbed by Sephiroth's sword mm-hmm. and he's dead at the desk yeah and the remake he's hanging off the edge of the building screaming for help uh they rescue him which at a moment it looked like Barrett was going to drop him 
and when he brings them back in, uh, Shinra, the president, points a golden gun at them and is going to shoot Barrett, but instead Sephiroth stabs him, and then Sephiroth stabs Barrett, which was a really, really shocking moment. Yeah, yeah, you don't uh, see like, that coming. Wait, what? <laughs> you can't kill Barrett. He's got to be in the rest of the game, all the other parts of the game. Uh, but then enter the uh, whispers and they save Barrett's life which was definitely not something I would expect uh, yeah. yeah 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 exactly so they, they they're pretty powerful right to right. bring the dead back and yep. uh, it's again they they need the original game to happen yep they want it to happen and from there uh, we have uh, a pretty sweet boss battle against Genova uh, called the Genova Dreamweaver uh, that music uh, that I can't replicate, but is so good. Um, you you fight this big, huge booger monster that in the original game, you actually fought on the boat to Costa del Sul, I think. Mm-hmm. Del Sul, on the way there. That's when you fight that creature, but instead you're fighting it here. Uh, and after you defeat it, you realize it's just uh, almost like a, a a vision, like it wasn't real. Yeah, It was just in their heads what they were fighting. And in its place is another one of those hooded figures with the numbers on their shoulders. Yeah, I I saw it as if they were morphing a, a you know a body part of Genova with those those hooded soldiers. Because uh-huh. in the original game, like y- y- you fight at some point. I don't remember which body part but let's say you fight the hand of the genova and it's this huge thing 10 times bigger than you and it's just like her hand but it she, like it's as if when when you mix her in with those soldiers mm-hmm. uh, she, she can transform them into those huge things right and when you defeat that thing it shrinks back to that shrinks back to the normal size there's a normal uh, maybe figure. i was thinking more of a vision just because of the surrounding area this turns into this totally different look and feel with pillars and with goop yeah. and magic and all that but yeah that's an interesting uh interesting take look at it um from there after you defeat Genova or Genova dreamweaver you go onto the roof and sephiroth is there and he's carrying Uh, Genova's corpse he jumps off the roof uh, but they can't pursue them because their rescue helicopter is shot down (laughs) pretty quickly quickly, and then enters Rufus Shinra the son of Shinra the president who had just been killed Uh, and from there you fight Rufus and his dog and that's a pretty tough fight like you can't just button mash uh, as Cloud he has everybody else escape Oh, he a little Rufus. birdie on uh, Twitch gave me a crazy uh, cheese. Uh, you, okay. you can cast sleep on him. Are you serious? Yeah. You can? <laughs> I did not know you could cast sleep. I never did that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It so makes th- the fight super easy. Yeah. 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 You, you basically, uh, um, I think it only works once, but basically you just have to take care of the dog. After you, right. you cast sleep and you unleash uh, your super on him while he's sleeping, so he's yeah. more vu- vulnerable and takes way more damage. So basically, if, if you're able to beat the dog, the rest is almost instant. Hmm. Cool, cool little tidbit. 
uh, yeah, with him, you can only use your, your limit break, your ultimate, or you could use braver. Everything else would miss him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's so quick and it's, it's one-on-one, -on -one, right? Uh, it is one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. Yeah. Once and you get rid of the what dog. a cool move when he throws coins and shoots at them and it's like a yes. huge beam of fire. Laser beams. Yeah. He's using your laser beams yeah. against you, yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. It's, he is it's really he's cool. definitely a good rival. It's really cool. Uh, after fighting him, uh, he, he escapes and then Cloud almost falls, but then Tifa rescues him, of course. Uh, and then after that, as Barrett and Aerith, you fight Arsenal, uh, which is pretty much just a big tank. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty tough fight on hard. You, you gotta, you gotta be on your toes. Um, but, uh, but a pretty fun fight with two very unlikely characters to fight together, Aerith and Barrett. Yeah. I never imagined I yeah, would be fighting so cool. yeah. with just them, but it's pretty cool. And then the cutscene after you defeat Arsenal is pretty funny where uh, Heidegger, the vice president, is like, who are you? And Barrett's like, Avalanche. And then uh, Aerith's like, local florist. And then uh, Red 13's like, Labrat. And uh, did they just, they just, it's like a, I don't know, it's like Power Rangers or something yeah. silly. Like, they're just like, this is my superhero name. Like, it's really funny. Uh, and then before they could get shot by Shinra, uh, Cloud enters with the, the sweet motorcycle yeah. that was in the lobby. Uh, Tifa's driving the pickup truck, and they escape the Shinra building and are on their way out of Midgar, chasing down uh, or escaping, uh, and then also trying to chase down Sephiroth. And that and that second fight on the motorcycle, yeah, uh, is is actually the the only one in the original game, and and that right. gave me trouble, like the boss, the motorball. I I yes. don't remember the name, but yeah, that that but yeah. When you're escaping Shinra, the beginning of chapter eighteen, and you're fighting, yeah, the with on the motorcycle, uh, uh, that, I almost died in that. Also, it was man, pretty fun. But I I, I, I did die. Like oh, at you? least twice, and on hard, I just skipped it. I was like, if I died on normal, I'm not doing yeah, this fight on hard. Not even touching. They, they, I did they the give same you an thing. option totally to skip. Totally skipped it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was very merciful of them. I'm glad they did that. Um, now, at this point in the original game, this is the end of your time in Midgar, and you leave and you go on to continue the story. But in the remake, they throw us a curveball after we get to the edge of the city. Sephiroth appears, and he opens up a portal and invites them to follow. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, they're there's, worried. There's like 10 million uh, whispers at this yes. point, right? All and they, they take, they take the shape of, an, of a huge angel, and they, uh, uh, they, they cover the entire Shinra building. The Whisper Harbinger, yeah. And, and but the, the but the group enters the portal to face this harbinger because they 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 want to choose their destiny, and they don't want the visions that they've been seeing of the future to come true. They don't want uh, they don't want Gaia to be destroyed. They don't want the they feel like Sephiroth and or Genova are gonna cause havoc, and so they follow Sephiroth into the portal, and that's where they encounter the giant. Whisper yeah, monster. Yeah, yeah, right. But before they enter that, there's like a huge storm of whispers. Oh, that's and, right. And and they yeah. they they cover the whole Shinra building. The the people like the directors inside of that building. 
or yeah not not sure what like uh they don't see anything what is they can't see it and 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 even zach sees that like he sees a a huge the same shape of whispers uh he he sees it too and i think is that the first time you see zach alive in the remake I believe like, so. He, yeah, he appears there, and and for people who play the original, he's supposed to be dead. Uh, yeah. So so uh, that's you don't know what's going on. When we saw him, I totally had chills. Uh, yeah. Especially you know playing Crisis Core, you get extremely attached to him. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, uh, again with the black feathers and Eric um, uh, doesn't know. With the she asked like what what are they doing I don't know uh, and and Zephyroth opens that portal by slashing through the whispers so he's pretty strong right they they yep. they they the whispers so far do whatever they want he slashes through them and there's like really cool dialogue there where Eris says like before entering this portal this is the point of no return uh, mm-hmm. destiny's crossroads. Um, Cloud says, says, why did you stop me then? And she's like, I'm not really sure. Tifa asks, what will we find on the other side? And uh, Eris says, freedom. So finally, mm. freedom from the whispers, freedom from anybody trying to control our destiny. Uh, right. Tell if, us what to if do. If we succeed, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's what's going to happen. And, and all, do all the flashback from basically the end of the original game they happen there right or is it after you fight no you have to fight the the whispers first okay they fight the whispers the harbinger mm-hmm. which is a huge whisper creature that's pretty much trying to defend the original timeline yeah uh, pretty much what we've encountered what we're encountering right now in the game is a nexus event if anybody has watched loki uh it's a huge nexus event just and that's why you're kind of seeing you know, you talked about all the whispers surrounding the Shinra building and Zach in another time period, seeing the whispers collected as well. Um, they're trying uh, to defend the timeline, yeah. how the destiny should go from Sephiroth and I think from the group, the heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you fight them, you fight the whispers. Uh, they take the form of three, uh, uh, three characters, uh, one with a sword one with a gun and one with fists, uh, you know, and we can kind of get into some of the, the ideas that, you know, whether these uh, whispers represent Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett, or they represent the Advent children, Kadaj, yeah. uh, Yazoo, and Laws mm-hmm. from, from that movie. Uh, it's arguable who they represent, but it does say I'm, in uh, like my background bet- information is they represent, uh, characters from the future trying to defend and save their existence or something like that like trying to defend their future from being prevented or whatever so what are your thoughts on that i i'm not sure anymore because you know the the uh it's i i think i think nomura is behind a lot of that uh and um uh i'm not sure anymore how how ahead he planned uh, when he made at least Advent Children. Like 
I, that that could be made to confuse you. It, I I take the more. I, I think it's more meaningful if it's Cloud Tifa and Barrett. Uh, yeah. But it is it is a nice touch though, and and uh, and and could even uh, the 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 three brothers in Advent Children. It, do you think it's a coincidence that they use the same weapons? as those three characters in the right. original game. Yeah. It's probably not. So it's, you know, that that could, uh, they could all be related. It's maybe not one or the other, but one and the other. Possibly. Yep, for sure. So it's, there's other stuff like within it, like when you read like, not the codec, but the, the background information and the, yeah, when you the scan assess them, material yeah, and yeah, scan them yeah, and whatever, yeah. it gives more information that could point towards it's one still, of the other. It, yeah, I read that and I was still uh, confused. I, like I, yeah. I, my, my gut is telling me that it's, it would be more meaningful if it's Cloud Barrett and Tifa uh, because not everybody watch Advent Children. Right. Um, but, you know, it's... It, I wouldn't put it, put it past them for sure. Yeah. Well, after you defeat the, the Whisper Harbinger, pretty much destroying the Whispers mm-hmm. as we know them, uh, what's left of the Whispers after you destroy them, Sephiroth sucks up into himself. And in the midst of this, uh, you also, like you talked about, you have the random memories showing up in the final phase. Aerith holding Materia, seemingly getting hurt, uh, a meteorite hurtling toward Midgar, Red 13 witnessing a dire future, like you have all these things Mm -hmm. uh, showing up in visions in their head uh, upon them destroying the Whispers. Uh, And then from there, you have the final boss battle against Sephiroth, seemingly absorbing the Whispers. Um, what an epic boss battle against Sephiroth like very Advent children like with like the parts of the city flying around like jumping around and like I don't know just like it's a crazy boss battle um, who joined your who joined your final party when you were fighting because you start out as Cloud fighting Sephiroth a nice little sword battle one on one but eventually who yeah. joined you next after that I I'm not, I'm not I'm not sure I remember I I remember being scared that it was going to be Barrett first and cuz I I had right. geared a certain way uh yeah. and and by the way like you you came you came and and watched uh for the uh you know that the that portion the end game yeah the final part you, you were yeah. there with me so you, you were there like for the first few hours and the for the the last few and that oh, of course that made it so cool Wouldn't miss it yeah and uh so so yeah I, I i remember being uh lucky and pleasantly surprised that i think uh like my my go-to would have been tifa tifa and Aerith. Aerith being yeah. the healer those were the two that so, sh- I showed think up so. for me Mm-hmm. Yep, and then Barrett and Labrat Red Thirteen show up right at the end, and uh, yeah, so you defeat Sephiroth in an epic battle, um, and then he makes one final offer to join forces with Cloud, and he tells him that Cloud has seven seconds left. Yeah. What will he do with the time? That's funny. 
What do you think of the seven seconds? I'm not smart enough for that. So it's Final Fantasy Seven. We can't really talk about it because the hypothesis is that it's connected to the the big event later on. Really? We don't want to spoil. Yeah. All right, let's take this offline. And so <laughs> we're gonna have to take it offline. We'll talk about the seven seconds later. I think when I first heard it, I thought it was just like a I don't know, it's Final Fantasy Seven. So you have seven seconds. <laughs> That's all I thought. Uh but uh, there's something else afoot, but we can't really talk about it without giving away pretty big information for later on. Um, yeah, so... Is it uh, something that takes seven seconds in the original game? Yeah. When something is initiated to when something is... <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. The deal is sealed, I guess. It takes seven seconds. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, from there, uh, they they show Zach. Um, he's reintroduced. He survives where he was supposed to die in his last stand. He brings a beat-up cloud with him to Midgar. Uh, and then their paths cross as Aerith and Cloud from, you know, the characters that we've been playing for most of the game, when they're walking out of Midgar, Zach and Cloud yeah. are, from another timeline are, are going past each other. And in a really cool cutscene, um, we know it's an alternate timeline with Zach because when a picture of a, a, dog. a military dog passes by, it's a different dog than in the time period that we're in. Yeah. So you know it's a different place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've played with this idea in past Final Fantasies, particularly Final Fantasy VIII, where there's alternate uh, almost realities or uh, universes where you, you play as two sets of people. Um, in Final Fantasy VIII, which we're not going to get into that. We don't have time for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it uh, it reveals things like Biggs is actually alive. Yeah. Um, you know, showing that the future is not set. It's no longer fixed. Um, you've now altered destiny uh, by destroying the Whispers. And uh, But the thing that's remained the same is Sephiroth and Jenova have to be stopped again. And then at the yeah. end, it says the unknown journey lays ahead. So, uh, so, and then so that's the end. So, uh, what do you, why do you think Sephiroth needed us or needed Cloud? You know that that at, at first, uh, you, you know, so, some people think it's because. Uh, he need he he tricked us into killing the harbinger or the right the harbinger the one yeah. thing i think they tricked yeah i think they that sephiroth tricked the group by showing them kind of pieces of the future without them knowing that they actually succeed and save the world um i think i really think he tricked them into destroying the one thing that was stopping him mm-hmm. from taking a new path to succeed uh and and so uh, that kind of kind of signified in the fact that once they de- they destroyed the whispers, he absorbed them and became even more powerful. Even though he lost, I mean, did he really lose? Because when uh, you beat him in the boss battle, it goes to just Cloud and Sephiroth on a moon or something where it shows yeah. like a galaxy of like multicolored whatever cluster yeah. of stars. And he, and he tries to do. Uh... 
a super powerful uh, move from the original game. Yeah. Uh, Exo Slice or something like that. Yeah, I don't I, remember what it is, but yeah. And Sephiroth is like, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's like nothing to him. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, way right, too powerful. See you later. Yeah, he's like, he's absorbed. I think he's absorbed the Harbinger or the, the Whispers, and now he's even more powerful. Um, but yeah, he tricked them into destroying Destiny. And so... Um, I'm wow. I, I, I'm still a bit septic about that. That that would totally yeah. make sense, uh, but um, I like I I still have a feeling that maybe he was he 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 was powerful enough to defeat them on their own. So uh-huh. needing, I I think he he may still need Cloud for something else. Like we may maybe have he, not seen. Yeah, it you might yet. be right. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. But it definitely made and, it easier for him to accomplish new things by not having the whispers around to interrupt things. Um, I I really think that uh, he's going to be so OP in part two that uh, I don't think that the party or the group of characters that you know we're going to have more characters they're going to introduce, but that group, that original OG Final Fantasy VII group, they're not going to be able to beat him. Uh, and it's going to be, but it's going to be Zach surviving. That's going to be the wild card that somehow Zach is going to, I don't know how they're going to merge people yeah. or how he's going to help on his end, but something's going to happen with Zach and somehow his, his unplanned survival that I don't think Sephiroth could mm. foresee by doing what he did. You know, he did it so that he could succeed, but he didn't see that in him helping them destroy destiny that he would help Zach survive. And Zach is somehow going to help bring down Sephiroth's downfall. That's what I think. Um, that's like kind of like my, my my suspicion or my my guess. Of what's going to happen by you know part two, part three, whatever mm-hmm. down the road, whenever this game, you know, brings itself to the the ending of this remake. Uh, yeah. So so, those are... so so one thing I forgot to say is that in yeah. in that in that part where you know you see that Zach survives. This mm-hmm. is such a powerful moment because in Crisis Core, uh, the the whole game you get super attached to, to Zach and he's he's a, a totally awesome dude and the the ending. So spoiler alert for for Crisis Core, a PSP yeah, game. Yeah, but none of you is, are gonna play, so it's but, fine. Uh, anyways, I I spoiled it earlier. Anyways, he he's he dies yeah, at the true. end, but the way. The way he dies is super. It feels like it's in your hands, right? They they throw right. a bunch of soldiers at you, and you can you can fight, fight, fight. And if if you're if you don't let go, you can probably kill a hundred of them. It's as if, let's say, uh, in 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 the remake, they they kept sending you weak soldiers, but you have no potions, no healing, and you're just you can keep going keep going to eventually die but if right. if you're playing well you can make him survive longer and you're really trying for many many minutes to try like to, you don't want him to die and he eventually yeah. they they get you but it's it's not a set amount of time and and it, it for some reason that made it super sad when you do right. run out of health finally mm-hmm. and uh uh seeing him 
survive that fight because you see the exact, you know, shot for shot. They they read it just looking better, but it's the exact same scene wow. uh, because they had some pretty nice cutscenes back uh, on on the, the the PSP. Yeah, and and uh, you see, you know, hundreds of soldiers in the desert pointing their guns at him and he's like here we go and he he fights them one by one uh but it's the exact same thing but even he looks surprised that he made it through that fight yeah uh, mm. and that's so cool and and uh it like it's it's such a meaningful moment and it's now for sure anything about Zach is is new it's uncharted yeah, territory totally because yeah. it's he's not supposed to be there so that's going to be so interesting to 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 watch to, to see him and and I'm not sure how the two dimensions are going to cross no I have uh, no idea like how do the different Sephiroths from different dimensions like how do they even connect and interact or yeah who knows like in which Sephiroth is this that we have encountered throughout this game who yeah, has he, knowledge he of everything from... that's happened is he post-advent like i don't even say i could be post-advent children because spoilers for advent children like cloud takes out sephiroth <laughs> at the end of that and what an epic battle in advent yeah. children like i love that yeah. uh i haven't watched it again but i need to watch it again especially after this discussion yeah, uh, yeah. tonight they they uh like it could be a Sephiroth from the other dimension where Zack survived uh, that that just watched the VOD of our dimension and, and <laughs> transferred yeah, over he watched the VOD <laughs> he played the original Final Fantasy 7 and he's like oh man I can't yeah. let this happen yeah so I'm gonna go live in their world but rock it a little yeah yeah it's, what a game we're in for a a crazy ride what a game uh you know i think on a normal playthrough like i said it takes 30 to 40 hours um to to play the remake the original was 67 that means the total remake time with all its parts is probably going to be like a two to three hundred hour game i don't mm -hmm. know about you but i'm all in i'm not mad for about that. sure like i have uh i i play uh, i i get late to games uh you know i i i usually uh play the games that I have and I, I grab a couple on sale and I, I'm not, I don't buy many games as they come out. Uh, and and uh, that is slowly changing with the book club and, you know, ex experiencing games like God of War and Final Fantasy VII that, that right. the story is really good and they make you super pumped for the next one. So, yeah. uh, you know, before Final Fantasy, I was... I, I had never looked forward more to a game than, than the next God of War, but this mm -hmm. takes the top for sure. Like I, I want it ASAP, and yep. I, I, I guarantee that I'm pre-ordering this game for sure. Like I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna wait a I'm year on you. that one. Definitely not. We'll definitely, yeah. It's convinced me to play day one for. However, I don't know how. Do you have a guess of how many parts it's gonna take to get through the story? I, 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 I would bet on three for sure. Yeah, there, there used to be three. That's discs. what I'm feeling. Yep, and uh, even though the last disc was really like, what was it? It was pretty much just like a little bit of story. The end. It, it was. Then, it, it was the final dungeon. Be everywhere. Yeah, 
Like you could explore the whole world at will before going to the final dungeon. Um, but yeah, it's, I think three parts is a good guess. So any last thoughts, uh, any predictions or any other thoughts you wanted to share about the, about the game? No, I'm all tapped out. All right. I think I am too, brother. I think that's all for our fantastically final. It's only been final three hours. F- only. Our fantastically final Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 spoiler cast. See you for Part 2 in 2025. I have no idea. I'd love to see it in 2022, 2023. I mean, they have the assets. They yeah, yeah they have the assets and... Uh... The combat system and everything. Like they, they got they, it. They, they don't have to do a whole they lot. They made a PS5 version already. Come on. Yeah. Which I'm definitely going to play. I got to play the DLC. I haven't played it yet. Um, obviously, because I don't have my PS5 yet. Patrick is, is keeping it warm. Somebody uh, somebody me. on Discord said that there's a, 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 a video in the credits showing more yeah. about the original game so i'm really looking forward i've heard to that. that and i've i have to fight the temptation to just look it up and watch it now yeah. but i want to play it and just experience the dlc so uh yeah and of course as is tradition uh some quick housekeeping that will be very brief um we have a stream team chris myself and mark boucher uh we we stream sunday to saturday so you can find us early in the morning sometimes at night uh, on the weekends, weekdays, uh, we play a variety of games on Twitch.tv. So check us out and, and on Twitter. Okay. By the way, if if you want the pro stuff, go watch Mark. All the nice graphics here tonight. Uh, all thanks to Mark. The animation, the Mark. overlay. Yep. Shout out to Mark, the 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 streaming magician. I For have sure. zero For merits sure. in how that looks. <laughs> go and see my channel to merits. see how it looks when it's just me. <laughs> And I have even less merit than that. Yeah, so uh, check us out on Twitter, Discord. You can hang out with us there. Review us if you get the chance. If you've made it to this point, God bless you. We appreciate you are a true fan or you're a big nerd like us or you're just good friends and just wanted to hang out with us. So we appreciate it. Uh, All righty then, Chris the Rock. After three whole hours of spoiler casting with you, I think we've said everything we're going to say. My heart is clear. Yours is too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then our beloved friends, family, and joiners, we hope you go get your good morning this week. And may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game.